0: What's up, Video Landers? I'm Brad, and with me today are my marathon men, Kyle and Nathan, and special guest, Matt. Matt. Quick reminder, you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on our Facebook at AdventuresInVideoLand. We are critics with attitude.
1: Yeah, um, it's December, it's close to Christmas, and uh, I have a feeling we're all going to end up on the naughty list because we use some pretty uh, disturbing language at times. Even though we're talking about kids' movies tonight... We're probably gonna say fuck, yeah. and I don't want dildos in my stocking. No, uh, unless you. Know. I, do. I do. I mean, yeah, yeah. the good I ones mean, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the colorful <laughs> ones, the ones that like you
0: can see in the dark. Yes, <laughs> tonight's conversation get a little hairy, kind of like Sully from Monsters Incorporated. <laughs> Did not. I, just, <laughs> I had to get that. You hair. were gonna go something yeah. about nether regions. Nope. Nope. I'm not. So, and spoiler alert for tonight's conversation. I know that Nathan's really wanting to talk about Coco tonight. I do want to talk about Coco <laughs> tonight. So uh, we'll try to make this a, a Pixar marathon. He came dressed, and as not a Coco review, uh, <laughs> but I'm sure our thought—we'll get our thoughts on Coco. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, that I think so. proper English. But I think it's important to talk about. Yeah, we will talk about Coco. Well, that's the reason um, we're doing the marathon. It mm-hmm. is. It is. And uh, yeah, this is your first time that you watched Wally, too, right? It was the first time I've seen Wally, and it was all right. <laughs> yeah, and so and so. I'm spoiler sure warning. There might be some other people out there listening tonight um, that haven't seen that haven't seen a lot of these. A lot of these Pixar films. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, you want to tell them what this marathon is all about.
1: Oh, this marathon in- particular is about Pixar movies. Um, if you've never listened to a marathon episode, there's some of our uh, most popular episodes because we you know really dig into these films. Um, the Marathon Golden Idols is our AV Award ceremony. We choose five to six movies from the same genre, director, something that you know brings them all together as a collective unit. Uh, the various category winners are awarded a Golden Idol, uh, which has become desired by Adventures and Video Land people worldwide. Yes. All directors, when they make a movie now, are like, God, I really want to get a Golden Idol from <laughs> AV. <laughs> uh, all, all our marathons are hosted by the Marathon Men. We've got a special guest tonight with Matthew. Um, we're here to represent you know, the cinephiles of AV mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully choose what is going to stand out among the rest of these.
0: Yeah, and for films. me, man, this is really helped me understand filmmaking. This Absolutely, is my film yes. school, man. You know, you go a lot of these people pay uh, so much in tuition to go, you know, for a year or a couple of years and to to film school and we've broken down 20 man, 25 marathons, Yeah, hours of this stuff, right. um, hours of thought and of actual podcast. And i tell you what, man, it, it has changed the way that mm. I watch movies. Well,
2: absolutely. We, I talk at work with people all the time, and they're like, how long have you been doing this marathon thing? And it's like, dude, actually, for a long time now. You know what I mean? And if you think, like, I've done like something like 20 marathons, yeah. like six movies each, that's a shit ton of movies. You yeah. know what I mean? And to sit down and talk about each one of them for three hours or whatever, yeah. like,
0: and I, I, I do want to yeah. comment on that, too. I think it's very special. This is the first year that we've uh, kept our marathon team intact. Has it been a whole year? It's been a it whole year. Really? It's been a whole year. Cool. So that's really exciting because uh, some people, they just get busy. Um, schedules you mm-hmm. know, are conflicting. And uh, we've made it work this year. And I think that's it's really special when you have a certain team at a table, and they they know what they're doing, you yeah. know. And uh, so we have a, a chemistry. We don't agree all the time. No, definitely, sure not. definitely not. Uh, but I think that's important as well. So I'm I'm glad that we've kept uh, the marathon men, you know, for uh, the and with some special guests every once in a while. Uh, but at the top of tonight's episode, I want to give a big shout out to my friend Richard Pope. Um, he's the uh, let's give him a clap. If he was here, I would jerk him off. That's how important he is. Uh, and I but, would watch. <laughs> But he is the uh, owner of Renovations by the Pope. Um, He's donated time and energy. And, you know, this guy's a business owner, man. Mm -hmm. So for him to come into the studio and to uh, give of his time, you know, that's very valuable to him. You know, so uh, thank you. We would not be able to get the studio updated like it is right now if it wasn't for yeah we're pushing original. freezing
1: temperatures outside and like we haven't had the heat on in here in probably 45 minutes and by Wait. this point we would, our toes would be like completely numb but it feels so fucking good in here yeah, right now. yeah it feels it's great honestly yeah, yeah. it feels it's great
0: Yep. It's cut out the echo a little bit, yep. and we have plywood above us, so Kyle will not get killed. This I episode.
1: am not going to die this episode, at least by things falling. Falling, yes. Unless it's shoddy work, uh, but uh, I, I've, <laughs> shoddy seen, I've seen I've seen I've seen Rich Pope's work, and it's it's solid. So.
0: Yeah. So check out his website. Um, actually, he's on Facebook. That is his website. His um, Facebook oh, right renovations by the Pope. So if you need your shit fixed. Get your shit fixed by Rich. Um, So thank you, Richard, for uh, helping us complete phase one. But I also want to give a big thanks to everyone that has given, you know, uh, money to this project from, you know, across video land. It's very important. Um, We wouldn't be able to have Richard over putting up the material if it wasn't for um, everyone, you know, reaching out and and donating. So uh, big thanks to everybody else. Um, uh, We still need help, though. Phase two is going to be the lighting phase. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, You might die tonight if you try to shut off the lights (laughs) because we have to stand on chairs still (laughs) to shut off the lights. Um, but, uh, you know, Richard Pope's going to come back after we reach, um, our goal of $450 and he's going to put in cans into the ceiling, you know, so we'll have, um, a lit up studio. So I think that's important. Light is good. So, um, at this time, if you guys want to donate, I got the Vader helmet out. I'm going to throw 20 in the in the Vader helmet. Couple dollars. Hey, anything helps them. Some people, man, if you're thinking like $5, $10, $20, whatever it is, man, every bit helps. Um so thank everybody for donating. And that's the that's the hard part, always asking for money, but you can't get projects done without money. So it's just one of those yeah. things you gotta swallow at the table and be like, guys, are we doing this or we're not doing mm-hmm. this? So right. um thanks again to everyone who's donated in the past. Um but guys, let's get down to our marathon. This is our last marathon of twenty seventeen. In our
1: year of animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: our year right. of animation. Um it's been fun. Um so real quick, uh, briefly, what was your favorite marathon this year? Uh, what marathon did you learn from,
1: Kyle? Oh, man, favorite marathon. You know what? It's it. I'm going to toot my own horn and say the baseball comedy one. Um, not even because it was, like, full of, you know, six amazing films that we did, but it was just fun. Yeah. Like, was... I, we all had a lot of fun because we went out to DT Kirby's beforehand, yeah. had dogs. We, Brad got drunk through most of it. Was <laughs> he a was one. just slamming beer after beer. <laughs> and uh, I, I, like... I, you know, we may not have loved all the movies, but I think we had a good time watching yeah. them, and that was important.
0: That was my favorite, uh, one of my favorite ones because of that. It mm-hmm. was nice because a lot of times, man, you know, it's uh, you know you, got, you live in Monticello, you know, and it's just hard to get everybody together. And uh, a lot of times it's jumping in the studio, recording, and we all go our separate mm-hmm. ways until next marathon. So I think it's really good just to go out and hang, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was really cool just yeah. to hang out and drink some beers, man. I really like that. I can't wait to do that again um, in this coming year.
1: Um, any other ones that really stood out to you? Um. Let's see. And and uh, I really like the gay pride one as well. I yeah, thought that one was pretty yeah. fantastic. That was some, progressive uh, for Avia. I mean, yeah. Um. Because um, I really I hadn't seen Tangerine before, and that, that's become a really fucking like poignant movie for me. And you know, it's something that I I, I think back to a lot when I'm thinking about you know uh, independent film work and stuff. So that that was important.
0: Right on. Um. I want to. I I really like the Anime Marathon. Um, I'm not a big anime guy, but I have the deepest level of respect now for Akira. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I had to watch it for the Anime Marathon and a versus um, between Akira and Blade Runner. And I tell you, my love for Akira right now is almost like top 10 films of all time. That's Mm -hmm. how much I love Akira. So I found out how much I love Akira, uh, but I'm still, I found out that I'm not a Miyazaki guy, mm-hmm. you know, and I found that out through the, the anime and the Miyazaki one. We had Spirit Away in the anime and then the rest of his, you know, um, you know, uh, critically acclaimed pieces of work in the other one. So not a Miyazaki guy, but I didn't, I, I, I always said I didn't care for his stuff, but now I know. Sure, yeah, you didn't her.
1: watch one or two movies that you didn't like and then, you know, find a treasure trove of those things. You just happened to watch the two movies that yeah, you didn't like. Exactly. You exactly. watched six, seven I digested of his now. Miyazaki. I yeah, think that's sure, important,
0: too. Right. So, um,. The action marathon, man, that was our first one. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, our yeah, action, yeah, action marathon. marathon was fun. Yeah. Now, what was cool about that though, and what's special to me, is we got Die Hard and Pantheon. Mm-hmm. You know, because clean actually,
1: sweep, clean Pantheon. sweep.
0: Yeah. I did get a little butthurt about Raid not getting so much love, <laughs> but the the movie that needed to win there was Die Hard. Right, I think so. Even though I'm a huge Raid fan, so it was cool to see that, and uh, I think the most fun I had. Sitting on my couch watching movies this year was the John Carpenter marathon because oh, I was about yeah, ready to go yeah. meet Carpenter in Detroit. You know, right. which was a great time. So and I was you just dy-
1: kept watching Carpenter movies even after, on, the marathon, after the marathon. After I was yeah. in the
0: mood. I watched so many Carpenter films, but uh, *They Live* one I liked it. But even I was on the fence there. You know, is it, great, is it good enough to get kicked up? Um, unfortunately, it didn't, but I understand why. You know, I don't think it would have made it if it would have got kicked up to the council. I really yeah. don't. But um, it won. So it, it is a Golden Idol winner. Sure. They live. And that's special to me. If you can't make Pantheon, the next special place for it is right. a Golden Idol winner. You at least really. got
1: nominated it feels like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right.
0: So that's pretty cool. So that's uh, my takeaway from this year. I really had a great time and we have some great marathons coming in um, 2018, which should be really interesting. Right. And we've a kind of um coin that 2018 is the year of the classics that doesn't mean everything's going to be classic marathons but this year we had two to three marathons that were verses that were you know an, um, animated centric mm-hmm. next year is going to be the same thing two or three of them will be really focused on the big classics yeah. really excited about that uh, matt what was your takeaway i know you're a guest tonight but you kept up with a lot of the marathons what'd you think
3: actually the only marathons i've watched listened to rather in full are the animation marathons uh so from this year i would say not because of bias but just because i think it was actually a great conversation was the uh, miyazaki marathon i was good part good. of it i, I liked it a lot uh we had a fun conversation uh what about
0: that damn cricket yeah <laughs> yeah it was annoying
3: but, <laughs> I'll go down uh, as the cricket episode. hopefully the renovations will take care of that and we won't to yeah, 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 listen to them yeah, anymore right so i would be good all right yeah. anything else you want to say about marathons Uh, I'm looking forward to next year. I hope to at least check some more out because it sounds like you have several great lineups. So, yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm pumped for that.
0: I know, uh, so we also do verses as well. And I, uh, you know what I was going to do, this is for Kyle here. Kyle's a huge Casablanca fan.
4: So I was thinking, you know, we
0: were, we were talking early on about doing Mm -hmm. a, the top five AFI. Right. And I was like, Hmm. How can I have some fun with Kyle here? <laughs> so, since Kyle's a huge Casablanca fan, but he's a marathon man, so we can't sit out because he's completely
1: biased. It, I, it's my number one movie of all time. It would, you, it
0: would dominate. So you know what I'm going to do?
1: Throw it into verses with I'm something. throw oh, it into, well, listen really? to this. Gone
0: with the Wind or something. The Black and White. Versus, okay, Casablanca versus Citizen Kane. Shut game. up, <laughs> man. okay. Yeah. yeah, so that's gonna be hardcore. Ooh, Ooh. man. You're Ooh. the classics, baby. That's yeah. what I'm talking about okay. right there. You're the classics, <laughs> Nathan. Let's talk about marathons.
2: You know, it, it's hard. You know, you were just saying like it's been a whole year, like this year. I can I forgot about the action marathon. Mm-hmm. That been yeah. like forever ago. I guess it's a year ago. Um, yeah, the action, the action Master marathon, marathon was great. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Um, you know, again, like not to toot my own horn, but but the LGBT marathon, the Pride oh, marathon, fantastic. I really, I really enjoyed. I remember talking to a guy at work, and because uh, I was, I was envious kind of of Kyle, because Kyle came up with the baseball marathon because that's when baseball season started, and I was like, I need to think of something relevant, you know what I mean? But like nothing relevant happens in June, you know what I mean? It's my, it's my birthday month. But I can't <laughs> think of anything that actually happens. Um, I was like, we could do like a summer blockbuster marathon or whatever. He was like, actually, there's something that really important that happens in June, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't expect you to realize this, you know, because you're not gay, but it's <laughs> it is Gay Pride Month, and I was like, oh shit, you know what I mean? It just made me realize like we're, you know, there's a whole genre of films yeah, yeah. that we should probably cover because we haven't talked about it, and we should, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but that was I liked that a lot. Um, I but know the, you're
0: a big Carpenter fan too. The Carpenter
2: marathon was really fun. The anime marathon was really fun. Uh, just because I got to go back to the films that I watched when I was a kid. Um, I really enjoyed those. Even if you guys didn't like it, you know what I mean? I yeah, felt like yeah. an asshole today because I was like, no, they're cool. You suck. <laughs> uh, but like, But no, those are my favorites, I think, for sure. I don't know if I could pick one for sure,
0: but...
1: The only one we didn't yeah. mention was John Wayne. We did a John Wayne marathon. that yeah. was pretty solid. Well, we that's mean. bullshit
0: because yeah, John the John Wayne marathon was great too. We done a lot of it. <laughs> we have, I think, uh, roughly ten marathons. I think something like that. Mean, it's 10. basically one a month, almost. Yeah, you know? yeah. So um, yeah, great times. So I can't wait for twenty eighteen. John, Wayne got, John uh, Wayne got it. Got the Man Who Shot
1: Liberty Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that may have been my favorite movie this year that we watched. Oh, really? Yeah. It may be
0: for me too. Yeah, excellent. Um, so, uh, we decided to end our year of animation here with a Pixar marathon because of the release of Coco. Uh, did you guys watch Coco yet? Yeah. I we won- yeah. 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 I okay. watched it twice in one day. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you, I think we're the first one to post about it on AV. So let's start off with you. I know you have a lot to say about Coco. Quick thoughts. What'd you think of Coco? Real-,
2: Real quick thoughts. It's, to be honest with you, it's probably my favorite Pixar movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, you know. I don't think it's going to, it's never going to be bigger than Toy Story. You know, I think Toy Story is iconic and I think it's going to be Pantheon. We'll find out here in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, but Coco resonates with me in a way that m- most of these Pixar films don't. You know what I mean? Like I went through and I did all my awards and I like went ahead and like gave a little honorary award. Like it won 10, 10 or 11 out of the 19 categories that I have tonight. Oh, like well. it would crush if it was was yeah. yeah. crush. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't want to overhype it. You know what oh. I mean? I remember when I came in with, with I said, like, oh, I love Kubo. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And everyone was like, well, I, I liked it, but it wasn't as good as you said it was. Um, I like music. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. music's important to me. You think of, like, my favorite films, like, Velvet Goldmine and, like, Blues Brothers and, like, music's important to me. And so, this is the first Pixar character that I feel like I identify with. Really? really? Like, with with Miguel. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I Rachel got home from work the other day and I was like, you know what, like, I need you to go see Coco. <laughs> like I was like, she by I'll, herself, I'll watch she? the kids. Yeah, I was like, I'll yeah. watch the kids. I just go. I, I don't want to talk about it. Go see Coco. And we we're and she's like, yeah. there's So she went. She came back. There's like, the scenes that made me cry, and I, there were some that I knew that I knew she was gonna cry. Mm-hmm. Pixar this, knows
0: how to to pull those hearts. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about those. Moments and, the, and there
2: mm-hmm. was there was one moment that she brought up that, and it's not like spoilers, but like he has an argument with his family, and he just goes into this little Heidi place that he has, and he just listens to music and he has his guitar. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And like. And that really made me think, like that's so much like who I am and who my wife is. You know what I mean? Wow. Like where, I like I'm I'm upset and I'm mad. I just I just need my guitar. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? And like so I feel like I, f- like, resonate with that character more than I do with Marlin or you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah, yeah. You, Like, it just the, the character means more to me. Yeah, the yeah. story means more than a lot of these. And so I don't expect like everybody to like it as much as I do, but I really like it.
0: Yeah, I'll piggyback off off of that. Um. You know, I was uh, kind of down and out on Pixar for a while because of all the repeated sequels. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Good dinosaur was was goddamn horrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I I knew Coco was coming out. That's why we designed this marathon. But I didn't have high expectations for it. Um, yeah. yeah. But I really liked this movie a lot. Um, I really have. I don't think I have anything negative to say. It's definitely top five for this year. I don't even know where that would fit. Mm-hmm. Probably closer, maybe top three. I really loved Coco that much. Um, as for dominating this marathon for me, I don't know if it would dominate, but it would be a strong contender. Yeah, it would be a strong contender. Can for Can I sure. say
2: something just about the, the Disney aspect of it because I, I agree with you. I think that since the Disney Pixar has become a thing, uh-huh. they've kind of gone down. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I really did like, and I, I guess I attribute this to Disney is that like a lot of these Pixar films are very they're very white.
4: You know oh, I mean? yeah, like there
2: right. there's there's not a there's not a minority among any of these fucking films yeah. you know and if they're all they're all really like white people doing white people things and white people adventures or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas like Disney for a, a long time and I, if you look at like Moana and you know what I'm saying like yeah. they're they're looking at you know I think they've realized like look like people kids want heroes that look like them yeah. you know what I mean and and so I I guess I attribute Coco to a lot of like Disney influence, like I I need you to I need you to make a brown person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool. And then they they, they go on a very you know it, it, they have a great authentic Hispanic cast. Yeah. Which is great. No, yeah, it's,
0: it's a wonderful celebration of just the Mexican culture, which right. I hope is the future of Pixar. I agree. You know, like, not sequels, doing all these, you know, like, Cars 3. I don't mm. give a fuck. Right. But let's get into some, some different cultures, because I think Coco's doing pretty well. It's critically acclaimed. Mm, yeah. And uh it it all takes place in Mexico and land of the dead, right. so it shows you that there's a there's a broad Day, market. And I I, love, I just market.
2: love the advance because I know I know you like Finding Nemo and right. but I'm just gonna use it as an example really quickly. Like Finding Nemo has always bothered me in that like it's in Australia <laughs> and everyone's Australian but the main characters. <laughs> yeah, it's that's... like it's like Americans don't want to fucking listen is, to Australians. Is people. that a possible what, what the fuck? It it's it's a definitely <laughs> what the fuck. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just yeah why can't they be australian brad yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know what i mean like why yeah and that's why i really appreciate the coat like they're all just hispanic people oh, yeah. and it's wonderful like it's yeah. a breath of fresh air no it is
0: it is a breath of fresh air i think that's um a perfect way uh to say it uh and i'll just try to truncate my thoughts real briefly here but um engaging characters interesting lead character um a great villain yeah, a very yeah very dark villain yeah. darker i didn't expect it to go that dark yeah, yeah. yeah I thought that was really very interesting uh great approach um great location um I never watched book of uh, the book of life so this was very fresh to me uh, expect man locations man like talk about that the the um the bridge that's made of leaves oh, right that yeah. is so gorgeous so gorgeous mm-hmm. man so just the uh, the design of that that world the the, the creatures mm-hmm. um the power well I don't know what the power animals I don't know I don't they're what, spirit guys spirit yeah. guys yeah, yeah spirit guys Was yeah
2: it, I really I really love just if you want to touch on the land of the dead for a second just the in the, just the design of yeah. the land of the dead yeah. how like it's this there are these like Aztec kind of temples at the bottom because that's kind of where it starts uh-huh. but then it builds up and then there's like you know all you see like all stages of Mexican history yeah. as you go out as you go up mm-hmm.
0: I think that's really cool. You yeah. know what I mean? That's a well, you really. You know how amazing. much I am into conceptual art and art books. Yeah, yeah. You'll I, blow I just, your fucking I just, load yeah. over this. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I ordered off Amazon the yeah, Coco book. That's so yeah. Cool. yeah of course yeah. I did. Yeah, because yeah. of course It's, you did. it's, it's mm-hmm. that it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, later we'll talk about technical achievements and how um, mm-hmm. from Toy Story all the way to Coco, um, they've achieved some goal technically. Mm-hmm. They, can make, they can make human faces. They can make human faces. Well, not only that, I think they did that inside out, but lighted for sure.
1: But I'm saying, like looking at toys from Toy Story to Coco, like. If you I look at
2: Up, you yeah. look at Mr. Fredrickson compared to Coco, yeah. it's it's the night and day.
0: I think the yeah. lighting, though, in Coco is amazing. Yeah, All sure. the lights mm. that are going on in the backgrounds. Mm. Uh, but yeah, other than that, man, um, nothing negative to say. Um, I had a, a great time at the theater. Like I said, top five contender of the, uh, for, for yeah. you know, 2017 for me.
3: Matt? I'm going to just echo a lot of the sentiments. I really liked it a lot. Great music, uh, great production design especially, which I've been noticing more in the Pixar films. Um I also like the use of symbolism with the guitar, with the leaves, with oh. um spirit animals even. Um yeah, like you said, surprising villain as well as being a great villain. Uh like a like I mentioned on my uh, brief uh, Facebook review, um interesting commentary on the music industry, cut to throw of the music mm-hmm. industry. Um terrific voice acting. Like I I think I might have known beforehand who these voice actors were, but you couldn't tell just from listening to sure. it. Sure. So yeah, yeah. T- t- the performances were just, just that great. So yeah, I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah. I would like, it would have been a, when it gets the story, I wish that one family member wouldn't wasn't such a dick towards music. <laughs> yes. It was like, I've had right. family members that's like, don't follow that path. But not everyone's mm, like, right. don't do this one thing because right. it's. Fucking everyone's got a strong <laughs> opinion. You think there'd <laughs> right. be a cousin be like, I don't I, fucking I don't care. care. If
1: <laughs> you do what you, do what you do want, well. man, I'm not gonna give you
0: your blessing or your leaf petal because fuck you. But <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, what do you think?
1: Um, absolutely astoundingly beautiful. I it really kind of I was not going into it expecting a whole lot, and I think that that kind of helped. Helped it in the long run because yeah, yeah. it, it mm-hmm. you know, definitely kind of caught me off guard. I mean, Nathan and I, when we first saw it, um, you know, we work with kids of autism, so uh, we got to go to this, you know, screening that was like closed off for us, but like you've got kids with autism walking around and talking and playing games and stuff while we're doing it. Stuff. And it's like low sound, yeah, lights it's low are up, sound, lights you know, are up, so like, it's, not, it's not the best experience to watch it in a the theater. But I was still so captivated by sure. it, and like even though I'm not fully attentive to what's happening in front of me I can easily say it's a top three Pixar movie yep. mm-hmm. for me and the music fuck remember
2: you, me mm-hmm. so I have to to I like I wake up like every morning and I'm like Alexa, <laughs>
0: play a soundtrack to, to uh, Coco. And she's like,
2: all right. And, and it's fucking cool. And this prostitute great. named Alexa
1: rolls over yeah. and gets out of Viola.
0: But goddamn, <laughs> that Frozen Adventure. God, oh, no. oh Let's not even God. talk about it. Let's no. just fucking no, move I into wanna say, I want to say one thing, because I, I, I knew nothing about uh. the Frozen Adventure. I didn't know it was twenty minutes. I was actually looking oh, forward to whatever man. the short would be. Sure. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is twenty one goddamn. After you know, I thought yeah. it was like mm-hmm. 21, 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. I could. I was like, is this gonna end? How yeah. how, how long is this shit? You feel trapped, and don't you? Know you know what? <laughs> I think it's a testament though to how good Coco is because I went, I went in the beginning of Coco exhausted. Yeah. I was ready Absolutely. to check out. I was done. I'm like, man, this better be fucking good. And uh, it took right off, and right. I was I yeah. was ready for for you know Coco's Adventure you know or you know the, that movie but that the Frozen Adventure
2: man it set me back yeah it really it did it set me back Ra- what a piece Rachel, of shit Rachel left and she's like she's like hey um, she's like I'll cut out early I'm not gonna stay for the for the Frozen thing and I was like dude it's before <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you can't get out of it man a- <laughs> Ryan
1: Smith said he showed up he went to go watch Coco the second time he showed up 20 minutes late and still had to watch it <laughs> <laughs> Well, so show up
0: late because that is shit. It's bad. It is so bad. Go watch bitch.
1: it and, yeah, skip the first 20, 30 minutes. Of they should have played that in front
0: it. of Justice League, and I think Just-
1: <laughs> Justice League
0: would have got better reviews. Like, yeah. <laughs> Justice League was not this shitty fucking Olaf adventure. Oh, fuck that. And I like oh. the sentiment of family traditions and stuff. Oh, sure. But yeah. they, they fucking, yeah, fuck all that. I mean, they and they wanna, I mean
2: obviously they want to hype up Frozen too. Of course. Uh-huh. I've lost all interest. No one gives a shit about yeah, Frozen no 2 no one now. gives a shit.
0: All right, Kyle, let's talk about this marathon. What Pixar movies did we watch, and how do they stack up against each other?
1: All right, we racked up six movies. Um, of course, we do not have any of the Toy Stories in here, because we have a Toy Story three-way, which you can go back and listen to uh, at about eight and a half minutes is when the box falls on my head, if you just want to go to that and hear that. What one that, one that, uh, that versus? Uh, Toy Story one, and it is up for Pantheon consideration right now. Yeah. It is in the voting process. It is actually... Toy Story's pantheon. It is, pantheon, it yes. is official. Now? It is I officially is official. pantheon. I think right. I was the only no, and it's not because I didn't like the movie. I stuff. didn't see well, what Rachel no
0: said, whatever. but uh, going into There's this conversation without the extra votes, it made it. it There's enough six. yeses. Yeah. Okay. yeah.
1: Um. And then we also uh, had Incredibles in a versus earlier this year against Watchmen, so we left that out. So then we, you know, had to pick between what was left. We decided to cut out all the weird sequels for like Cars two Cars and three, three and all that shit. Right. We're not doing that. Good dinosaur was garbage. So, these are the six that we narrowed it down to. Rotten Tomatoes scores kind of help out with this. So uh, First up, from 2003, we have Finding Nemo. It is our high on Rotten Tomatoes of 99%. Got an 8.1 on IMDb. Stars Albert Brooks, Ellen DeGeneres, Alexander Gould, Willem Dafoe, and it was written and directed by Andrew Stanton. Our next up from 2015 is Inside Out got a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, just a smidge below Finding Nemo there. 82 on IMDb, just a smidge above. Um, it starred Amy Poehler, Bill Hader, Lewis Black, Minnie Kaling, Phyllis Smith. And it was written and directed by Peter Doctor, whose name's going to come up a few times here. Mm-hmm. Then, in 2001, we had Monsters, Inc. Uh, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is tied for our low. 8.1% on IMDb. Billy Crystal, John Goodman, Mary Gibbs, Steve Buscemi, and written and directed by Peter Doctor. <laughs> Ratatouille from 2007 shares our Rotten Tomatoes low at 96%. Also has our IMDb low of 8.0, which is still a really high score. Yeah, sure. um, Pat Oswalt, Brad Garrett, Lou Romano, Ian Holm, Janine Garofalo, written and directed by Brad Bird. Then we got 2009, we have Up. 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.3% on IMDb. Ed Asner, Jor- Jordan Nagai, Neg- I don't know that kid's name, I apologize, <laughs> he played Russell. Christopher Plummer, uh, Bob Peterson, written and directed by, say it with me everybody, Peter, Peter Doctor. <laughs> and finally, uh, from 2008, we have WALL-E. Uh, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, tied with the low, but our high on IMDb at 8.4. Stars Ben Burt. Alyssa Knight, Jeff Garland, Fred Willard, and written and directed by Andrew Stanton. Man. The Peter Doctor makes some good movies, huh? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Coco, by the way,
2: got a 9.0 on IMDb, so that would be the highest. Yeah.
0: All right. right, uh, You want to take us out, Kyle? Best film location. Oh,
1: my gosh. Um, best film location, so, I mean, Pixar's got a lot of expansive places, sure. and very different areas that we go. You zeroing in, or you going broad? Um, I'm going to have to go broad, okay. uh, cause a lot of these have a lot of just beautiful broad areas, and, um, I'm gonna go with Paradise Falls and up. Hmm. Um, it's such a cool, unique looking area where you can't, you know, specifically put it on a map in the US, really, you're like, I don't know, South America somewhere, it's this beautiful Amazon jungle with waterfalls and these strange creatures, and uh, it's it, talking it, uh, dogs, talking and... dogs, and uh, you know, giant fucking flamingo-looking toucans, and uh, it's it's a it's a weird world with these beautiful cliffs that just lead out into expansive waters, and I think there's just something that. Uh, pixar hadn't really reached yet until they got to up where they were using that sort of bright beautiful mm. colors which you know coco definitely brings back out later but i think up was really that first one that hit that like wide spectrum of color and mm. was this big beautiful ooh ah sort of thing it looks like, like a place that we call paradise falls absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah the name the name rings true so paradise falls
3: Okay, so I went with the Junkyard City in Uh, Wally. It's just so vast, um, just so beautiful to look at, even though it's supposed to be a desolate place. You have the empty highways, the skyscrapers of trash next to actual skyscrapers. Mm um it's our first introduction to what happened to humanity up uh, in this post-apocalyptic world you see the uh newspaper headlines with by and large and the later on the billboards uh, you see people playing golf or just uh, relaxing uh fine dining um funnily and funny enough uh they don't do so much golfing later on you find out <laughs> uh, it kind of drops off the radar um but yeah it's just a beautiful location you also have sandstorms to give you an idea just how much the environment has been ravaged Um just even even without any words like the whole opening scene where you get to see the location for the first time no dialogue at all but how you know long exactly is that? what's is it going like 20 on. minutes it's, be minutes? 20 minutes, yeah. it's well mm. I know they're on the planet for like the first half hour of the film so it's mm. it's a very long sequence but you don't even need words to know right. just what where you are what has happened to humanity what type of film this is going to be so it's just a great location and that's my pick for best film location cool so i changed my answer well so i changed it
2: twice my third answer is the one i went with my first one was going to be paradise falls Right. My second one was gonna be the Junk City. Mm. <laughs> and I finally I went I went more narrow and then I my I ended up with just Wally's like bunker. No, oh, like, that, cool. that is cool. That is good. I just yes. I love no. it's so cozy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has all these spare parts and all these the you know He's a, it's like a robot, but he's there's like... fucking hoarder. He's, he's hoarder. These are things that are sentimental to him, and mm-hmm. it's interesting to think about. Like he's a robot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like what's interesting about this? He's like he's got all these like he's got, like forks, spoons, spork. Mm-hmm. You know, like and he's trying to like organize things. And, like I just think it's really cozy and interesting, and I just. I want to see more of just Wally
1: in his in His collection. Yeah, it, yeah, uh, just, collection. I love that his yeah. bed is like, he just folds up into he just like, folds a little square up into, in, into, it. Into, yeah. his, into his area of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, he starts really rocking cool. himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's really cool, man. Yeah, Right on. Yeah. Uh, my best film location is Inside Out, and it's Riley Anderson's Mind. Okay. Um, headquarters, the central part of Riley's Mind, where anger, disgust, joy, fear, and sadness they all live and control Riley. Uh, that's where her memories are produced. Personality Islands, I think it's so creative, different 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 sides of uh, Riley's personality. Long Term Memory, Imagination Land, Dream Productions. Memory Dump. Yeah, Memory mm-hmm. Dump, um, Subconsciousness, Abstract Thought, which was very creative for the Pixar team to put sure. together, I thought. Uh, yeah. Very ballsy. I think that was for us. That uh, was for the adults. For the
3: uh, art critics. Or, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, I thought it was
0: so, so cool. Um, train a Thought uh, connects mm-hmm. headquarters to the rest of her mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you said, the mm-hmm. Memory Dump. Um, this, the, the mind of this 11-year-old girl, this fifth grade, is probably my mm-hmm. favorite location since we've been doing locations for marathons. Really? But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was really taken um sort of way by it and then um runner up i'd have to go uh finding nemo um the fish tank in the dentist office yeah so it was yeah, really yeah. cool i thought that was a creative uh, little kind of prison you yeah. know for, yeah for i nemo. like
2: how it's this it's this own like sort of community yeah you know where they have these different rituals and you yeah know, i like... think
0: that was pretty cool and then um the one the monster world
1: harry housings i thought that was mm-hmm. uh, pretty oh cool. yeah yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right. so um best character best character um you know this when I was writing down best characters this one like jumped out and surprised me that I, 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 I'm choosing this still but I'm going with sadness from inside out um, because I don't I don't necessarily think it's that great of a vocal performance I don't even think it's that great of a character design but there's something so just it kind of beautifully sad appropriately about this character on paper like she is this misunderstood emotion. That, you know, we, we all have and we all try to suppress as much as possible. And she doesn't understand her own suppression. Like, she's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't quite understand why, like, everyone hates me, but I kind of get it. Like, and yeah. she goes, sadness goes through this, like, incredible journey that, you know, needs to happen for Riley to become whole. And that's, mm-hmm. that that took best character. Just because, even though she's not even really the main character or, like I said, not a great vocal performance or design in my opinion but still like just leaps out to me when you you mentioned sadness
3: yeah good call i went with uh, remy in ratatouille which mm. was a surprise to me but i mean if you think about it just on paper a rat who wants to become a chef it, it sounds like a ridiculous idea but the screenwriters did such a good job with this that he's completely believable We know a heck ton about him. We know his likes, his dislikes, not only about food, but also what the type of people he likes. Uh, He doesn't, he really wants people to achieve their best, uh, to rise above their station. Mm. He gives his brother, Emil, uh, a lot of crap for having very simple tastes. He rebels against his father because he wants, he doesn't want to be just a normal rat. Uh, He doesn't hate humans like the other rats do. And he actually wants to connect with them. So that's that's pretty bold and interesting. And I uh, appreciated that very much as well. He's still got his
1: rat tendencies, too. He still steals his things, He too. does.
3: I mean, he can't rebel against his nature, but he still wants to be better um, than that, still. Yeah. Um, I also liked how he befriended Linguini, um, even with, without any words, just through through motions. He could communicate with Linguini and tell him exactly what he wants to do, how he wants to help Linguini become a better chef. Of course, he also he also has his selfish reasons because he wants to be able to cook after having watched Gusto's cooking programs and all that. Um, I just also liked a lot of the dialogue. Um, I mean, he, in addition to being a character, he narrates the whole movie as well. Oh, and is it's it? all just great. Great dialogue as well, so uh, yeah, he, he just really stood out as a character for me. So that's that's my choice for best character. Mm-hmm. I I went with uh, Carl
2: with Mr. Fredricksen from <laughs> Up. Man, I I love this guy. Um, he he he's interesting to me because I, I de- like I'm a you might not know it from the marathons, but like I'm a pretty quiet person. You know what I mean? And like his his sort of relationship with Ellie, I think is really cool mm-hmm. because like. So like planning a men, right? Like we're pretty quiet and we marry loud women. No. And that's just like what we do. Yeah. And so like <laughs> this I, I I feel for this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like um I like they talk for us. It's super cool. Um and then wh- you know when when Ellie dies, he doesn't know what to do. He wants to like honor her. You know, what I mean he wants to do the things that they never got to do. And like I just think that's great. You know what I mean? He, he's he's trying to even though she's gone, he's trying to be the person that that, that she wanted him to be. And yeah. that they wanted to go on an adventure together. They never got to do that. And like, mm-hmm. I just think that's a great, you know what I mean? Yeah. He feels yeah. like a real character to me. Like, that's like, obviously not tying balloons to your house, but it feels like a, like a real thing that you would do. It yeah. feels believable. It feels very human.
0: Right on. Uh, shows you how strong these Pixar movies are. Mm-hmm. We all oh, for four, sure. We all yeah. have four right. different right. characters. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going with the waste allocation load lifter, Earth class robot Wally. Mm. All right, <laughs> yeah. but uh, he's the last robot left on Earth. Um, he's been, what, straight there for like 700 years. Yeah, he's right. developed this personality. He's mm. super friendly, he affects everyone that he comes in contact mm. with. Um, He's this old soul, you know. Like his prized possession Mm. is, um, you know, was a Hello Dolly, Dolly. yeah. Hello Dolly. Uh, Put on your Sunday clothes, which, if you listen to the lyrics, is about two naive, you know, guys who want to go out, you know, on on the town and kiss a girl, you Mm -hmm. know. And uh, I think it. I don't know. I just like his taste in music. Um, He's he's extremely curious. He's romantic. um, He you know loves loves musicals. Um, He's this. uh, He's inspired by Charlie Chapman and Buster Keaton. R two D two. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. he's just a classic. And I think it's very interesting that. Uh, the filmmakers establish Wally's character you know at the beginning of this film without any dialogue mm-hmm. oh, um, yeah. the mm-hmm. audience connect with him he's he's a, he's a, he's a lovable character and mm-hmm. and, not, and not just not words but not really a face either yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. mm-hmm. even more impressive eyes, that you just really, have eyes yeah. yeah without any dialogue um, the first dialogue between Wally and Eve begins 22 minutes into the movie mm-hmm. uh, the first human dialogue begins 39 minutes into the mm-hmm. movie and right. um, as an audience member I'm connected to this little robot that's cleaning up you know the planet earth that we just shit all over. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? It's funny.
2: Cause there's, there are a lot of, I think references to 2001 in mm-hmm. Wally e and the, 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 just the fact that nobody says shit for 30 minutes is <laughs> yep. part of it. You yep. know what I mean? Like, that and, I and like you don't like really that need character. it. Yeah, like, yeah. that's,
0: yeah. that has to be hard to, to connect with the audience, you know, with a character that doesn't even say anything. And well, to, yeah. And
2: then just as far as, you know, um, we, we, we talked about the, the waste city and stuff yeah. like to be able to tell a story with just the setting. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no words. You just like you just know what's going on from the visuals. Yeah. That's really impressive. Yeah. That's Especially being inspired time, by like...
0: Charlie Chap Chapman and Buster mm-hmm. Keaton. You you get that off of this little junk robot. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Without any dialogue, I think it's really impressive. Um, he's my favorite character so um uh, real quick runner up riley anderson i almost went there i almost toy story was afraid to show any kind of human emotion you know mm-hmm. because they couldn't uh, they couldn't make you they know, couldn't design right. they couldn't yeah. create uh, humans but here uh, riley is a living breathing character full of emotions mm-hmm. and i thought she did a five fantastic <laughs> five only sense, five you know? but uh, i really
1: really liked riley but uh, went with wally so best screen duo all right, screen duo. A lot of people when you think duo in Pixar, a lot of people will say it's Woody and Buzz, but for me it's Mike and Sully. Mike mm-hmm. and Sully. Um, mm-hmm. Mike and Sully are an actual tandem that work hand in hand. Like, you know, Woody and Buzz are adversaries, but like Mike and Sully are through and through, you know, best really? friends and like one helps the other and and no one is doing anything for a selfish reason. They're doing it as a team, as a tandem yep. to build themselves both up on the same platform. Um, and you, you see this with the end of the movie when they have the complete role, role reversal of, you know, Mike getting the laughs from the kids instead of Sully going in and getting scares. And right. like, mm-hmm. You know, you had, you know, Sully was the big man on campus. Like, he's the guy getting all these scares and, like, everyone loves and wants to be Sully. Yeah. But he's totally cool with just going, hey, Mike, you take the spotlight and, <laughs> and, right. and get the laughs. And that
2: theme continues like, throughout Monsters University as well, mm-hmm. you know, where they where they meet and they're, you know, they're trying to, they improve one another. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Like, mm-hmm. their relationship's great
3: absolutely so yeah all right so for best screen deal i went with marlon and dory in finding nemo uh looking back on it i thought they kind of had a great desi and lucy dynamic where marlon's just this really frustrated fish of course there's a reason for him to be because he's looking he's desperately searching for his only son and uh dory's just this optimistic always hopeful very friendly uh fish so it's an interesting dynamic there I just feel also that they get a lot from each other um dory gets a friend that she might not have ever had um marlon gets lessons on persistence as Mm -hmm. well as just learning to cut his son a little slack and just um give him the room just to be a kid and explore and um they really also both collaborate very well um in order to find nemo one couldn't get there without the other so they depend on each other very much so they're kind of very good Tandem relationship there, so that's why he went with the uh, best duo for Marlon and Dory. Do They're, those are both really strong duos. I think you're both right,
2: but I think Kyle's more right. Okay. <laughs> I, think, right. I think when I when I think of, when I think of, of uh, Pixar again, I think of great duos. Mm-hmm. Mike Wazowski and James P. Sullivan mm-hmm. are like really tough to beat. Mm-hmm. Really tough to beat for all the reasons that you already said. I mean,
0: right up. Yeah. Um I'm going with up, and I'm going with Carl and Ellie. Um, Ellie is oh only, yeah! I mean, yeah. Ellie is only in the movie for what ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're but so powerful. Their relationship, their duo, drives this mm-hmm. movie. Their relationship has adventure, love, loss, mm-hmm. roller coaster of emotions. Even she though um, she's dead, he talks to her. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Yeah. that
2: yeah. she's she's alive throughout the whole movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's present. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and I think this will come up a little bit later. But you know, like up, I like up. I don't love it. I, I'm not so much on the adventure, I think the adventure is kind of boring, but I tell you what, the first 10 minutes of this movie mm. is the best thing, in my opinion, that Pixar has ever created. Mm. The I mean, first I, 10 I minutes is perfection, that. and it's that duo, you yeah. know, and so I'm going with Carl and with Ellie. Uh, Runner-up, though, was uh, Mike and Sully, but you know who I like a little bit better? Sully and Boo.
4: Mm. I it thought that was very good. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: No. yeah. So, um, best villain antagonist. Where are we going? You know, it it is strange to me. that, You know, Pixar doesn't like hammer the villains that well, in my opinion. In 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 a lot of their their, their works, I think Coco is definitely a standout. I think right. Coco De La Cruz would have fucking destroyed. And this and I think right by, by the Incredibles has a great villain. Incredibles, yeah. yes. Also, and and Toy Story's got some some good ones in there mm-hmm. too. But like, I you know, nobody in this marathon was really doing it for me. Yeah. Um, And so, it's just, it was kind of a toss-up between Randall from Monsters, Inc. or Skinner from Ratatouille, and I went with Skinner from Ratatouille, Mm. um, a little bit more, I think, because I like the performance, um, out of Ian Holm, uh, doing the voice, and I like the character's design a little bit more, uh, he does have these, like, just bad intentions to just, like, fuck up this young kid's life for no reason, other than just greed. Right. Um. It's not, like, overly, like, world-ending sort of evil, but it's, mm. you know, it's just kind of, he's a dick. He's, just, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a, got a he's Napoleon a complex like a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah.
3: All right, where are you going Best Villains? Uh, well, this, is, this category is actually called Best Villain or Antagonist. Sure. Mm-hmm. So my best antagonist is Sadness from Inside Out. Mm. Uh, her antagonism is accidental, but it's clear. Um, she really annoys Joy throughout the early part of the film. Uh, because Joy wants Riley to be happy all the time, not knowing that Riley cannot be happy all the time. Uh, and she thinks Sadness is just screwing things up when Sadness is really just doing her job. Um, I think Sadness is the rare antagonist that you know, not only is it just not a villain, um, she also changes Joy's perspective on the importance of that antagonist to her life and really promotes um, Joy's personal growth. Um, my favorite sadness moment probably has to be the conversation with the Bing Bong, where Joy's yeah. mind really starts to be changed. Um, Bing Bong's just lost his rocket sled and is sitting by the memory dump, and sadness comes over and just starts talking to him. I just love right. the progression of yeah, that. It uh, starts, mm-hmm. yeah, starts out with saying, I'm sorry I took your rocket. Uh, i bet you and riley had great adventures and then she finishes up it sounds amazing i bet riley liked it and all throughout that um joyce is saying well what, what what are you doing i let's mm. go ahead and we need a rush to get to the train station and and sadness starts explaining well it looks sad so i was about to help him so and uh it's just a really good character a, a real a real, very interesting variation of what it means to be an antagonist. Well, so that's why I want sadness in Inside Out.
1: Right. Nice. Yeah.
2: That's really cool, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, that's why I appreciate I kind of hate having, you. Man. That was a good picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> having, having someone new at the table because I, it's just yeah. a, it's a fresh perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's a really good answer, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. um, this f- favorite villain is or antagonist is one of my favorite categories I really like villains I have since I was a kid oh, yeah. ever since I first realized that Skeletor mm. was way fucking cooler than <laughs> He-Man um, and like there's this is pretty slim mm. in my opinion um, where and I don't, I don't know whatever spoilers for Coco the villain in Coco fucking Crush. crushes <laughs> everybody yeah, in this I agree with that um, in the end I, I went with Charles Muntz uh, from Up because I feel like I, t- I talked about I really like Carl I like Mr. Fredrickson, mm-hmm. and Charles is kind of this dark mirror of Fredrickson, mm-hmm. where they they both they both are kind of obsessed with righting a wrong in their past. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're go- going back and fixing something, and months takes it to the you know he takes mm-hmm. it to the end. Whereas uh, Mr. Fredrickson is able to sort of realize that like you gotta let shit go. You know what I mean? At some point you have to let it go, and you have to mm-hmm. just. So, but months, re- represents like what the end result would have been, I think, from Mr. Fredrickson had he just kept going and been obsessed with, with his, his quest. Um, so Charles Munz, I think, and he's the he does try to throw a dude off a fucking he tries to throw a little kid <laughs> yeah, off an yeah, air yeah. a zeppelin or whatever. Yeah, like sure. it's pretty uh-huh. fucked up. Yeah. He just wants a bird. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> a fucking stupid bird. Stupid fucking bird. Uh, <laughs> stupid fucking bird.
3: <laughs> well, also just to uh, tie Fuck this into just to tie this into Coco a little bit, it's also a lesson in, in like never meeting your idols. Because mm, um mm-hmm. Carl just idolized right. Munz for the longest time. He's, Since he was a kid. He's, yeah, and he's stoked to meet him, and he's Early on, he's ready to help him out with uh, his quest because he's thinking, oh, great, I get to work with Charles Munns. But then once he finds out that he's a bad guy, um, it's not so fun anymore. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, this this category was pretty slim, I thought. Um, I went with Monsters Incorporated. I went with Randall Boggs. Um, He wants to forcefully extract screams from kidnapped human Mm -hmm. children with his scream extractor. Uh, but uh, what totally really makes him all. a what makes mm. him a good villain though is like I don't think uh, it's a lack of conscience, you know. Con- mm-hmm. he, right. He's like he's just a dick, huh? you yeah. know. Like there's yeah. there's no conscious at all there. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. that's one of the things I think that I really like because I like Steve Buscemi. I'll, I'll oh, watch Steve Buscemi yeah. yeah. fucking anything. On right. top of that,
0: Steve Buscemi's yes. voice
2: really uh, nails yeah, the villain. He's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I didn't. What was your pick? I'm sorry, I forget. Uh, Skinner from. I don't from like TV. Skinner. I don't like just because they're so they're too like mustache twirly um, like I don't I don't see any like redemption I don't, you know what I mean yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. see like their motivations they're just dicks yeah yeah and that's you know I mean? and
0: that with this category very slim mm-hmm. you know um so I went with that when it was kind of a just a, a give me um but uh, I I thought especially kidnapping human children although. <laughs> Although, I don't understand the penalty for kidnapping human children within the monster world, since they think that they're toxic, mm-hmm. you know? It seems mm-hmm. like what we would do to bugs if we could get, you know, um, we could get rid of our energy crisis by, you know, getting doing something to, to, to bugs. Mm-hmm. That's how the monster world kind of looks at children, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't understand the penalty for, for kidnapping them within the monster world, but... From a human perspective, kidnapping children on the other for side sure. and seeing yeah. him stick them in the extreme extractor is pretty fucked up. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm going there. And
1: the cherry on top, Steve Buscemi mm. voicing him. Right.
0: What a sleaze bag! Right. All
1: right, all right. So on the flip side of villains uh, and antagonists, we have heroes and protagonists. And uh, for me, at, I I say this damn near every marathon the he- the best heroes to me are the ones that just rise to an occasion being put into a situation that they aren't fully equipped to take on and, and take it on anyways and and take it on you know heroically you know mm. um and that's why it's going to Wally for me mm. uh cuz Wally ends up not even on his own fucking planet and <laughs> is uh doing shit for the love of his life that he just met you know and even if it's not love you know just this Finding a connection with something that's yeah, sure. similar to him for once in his, you know, entire life. He finally found someone that, you know, he can hold hands with, like his favorite mm. movie. And he's mm. willing to go into the depths or earth, fly a fucking spaceship out of nowhere that's going to blow up and kill him. Yeah. And still fucking does it. And comes back and... and Got like it's he saves an entire fucking species in the process, not even intentionally, but he does. <laughs> well, what, what about the captain of the ship? The captain's, you know, he's kind of heroic, but he gets
3: nowhere without Wally, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. So
3: yeah, it's all Wally all the way. Okay. So, for best hero or protagonist, I went with Marlin in Finding Nemo. Uh, Basically, to me, he's father of the year. Uh, He goes through all kinds of obstacles to find his son. He faces off with sharks. Three three, sharks. Three (laughs) sharks. uh, Jellyfish. He rides an ocean current just to get all the way to the uh, Sydney Harbor. Um, In addition to being a great father to Nemo, he's a great friend to Dory when she seems to really need one, as I mentioned before. Um... And he also doesn't, like I said in the in the duo category, he doesn't necessarily claim complete credit for um, everything. He relies on friends like like Dory. Uh, but still, he takes the initiative to actually go out and save his son because it's his only son and he would be ruined uh, without that because not only does he only have one son, his wife's dead. So mm-hmm. this really the only family he has. Um, but yeah, I just admired everything about his determination and uh, willing to to listen and compromise and he just seemed like he was a great hero in that sense.
1: This is why I disagree because he put Nemo into that position True. by being kind of a shitty, like overprotective dad, like yeah. and forced his son away. So like he's bad. only heroic because he—that's like saying True. I drove a, a bus at a school full of children, but then I turned to the last second, so I'm yeah. a hero. But as a father, <laughs> but, 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 but as a father, like as a a, father yes. you are
0: overprotective. Right? Sure. There's that's shit that it. I did back in the yeah. day. Then mm-hmm. I'm like. My son even walks. My son's um, turning eighteen, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Don't do this. Don't do that. Be yeah. make sure you're home. Or don't you know?" Because I'm very overprotective. Yeah. I might have a, a you know something that happens like that where I push you know Nemo, mm-hmm. my son, you know, yeah. into danger. But I'm not trying to. It's just that father fatherly instinct. You don't right. want to see him uh, you know create those mistakes. Right, you know? make so, the same yeah. mistakes that you did. Yeah, or, right. Or, you know,
2: but yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: You know the dangers right. <laughs> that are out there. Right. You know. Right.
2: Right. This was a tie. Um, Ooh, cool. This was a tie. It, w- it was a tie between Marlon, for all the same reasons that you just said, mm-hmm. um, and with Carl Fredrickson. Mm-hmm. So I think that both of them go on this amazing journey. And like, like, it's like Kyle said, I think that a hero is someone who who does his best and who fights against these odds, and they're not really equipped to do it. And, like, like, like Marlon isn't... He's just this little clownfish, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he has to go across the whole ocean, and like fight sharks yeah. and jellyfish, and, yeah. and like you know, just to, to save his son. Like those, it's impossible odds, right? Yeah, yeah. And Carl Fredrickson is an old ass man. You know what I mean? <laughs> who has to, who has to fly his house out to Par- mm, to South America, yeah. you know, just, just to give the memory of his wife, a, a, you know, some closure. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's great. Like that's, and, and the, the things that he does in the film, like where he's saving Russell, he's fighting dogs and like, cli- he's an old ass mm. man, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> like like he's, <laughs> Um you know just the fact that he goes on this adventure at all um, you know it shows that he has he has a this heroic spirit inside of him that's that you know needs to come out and have an adventure So mm-hmm. did you do a
0: tie or did you go Nemo or No up? it was a tie
2: this oh, this was a tie, was okay, a tie. Okay. So Marlon and and Carl Fredricksen But right on, right
0: on All right man uh Matt, it's like you read my notes. Mm-hmm. Seriously, everything that you said, okay. were, it's my notes. Oh, uh, I want to celebrate the heroic dad, mm-hmm. uh, Marlin mm-hmm. from Finding Nemo. He goes through the aquatic apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Sharks, jellyfish, anglerfish, barracudas, mm-hmm. rides on the back of a stone turtle yeah. just to find Nemo. So uh, he went through hell to find his son, right. so I'm going to give him mm-hmm. a golden idol. I'm going, Merlin. You're going to give him a golden idol? Yeah, I'm going to give, yeah, give him a golden
1: idol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, from there, we move on to best character design, right? So, um, you know, these movies are, you know, even though they're, you know, in like a 10 year span for the most part, like Pixar definitely grows and changes and everything in in between these years, you know, our earliest one is Monsters, Inc., but like you look at Sully, like all his fur is individually done, like it's fucking impressive, but even still through all that, I'm going with WALL-E on this one, Mm. um, because of what you, you hearkened on earlier about getting so much emotion out of this thing that doesn't have a face it doesn't have all it has is eyes and you know a boxy little body Mm -hmm. and some arms and like you're getting a world full of fucking emotions out of it too um he's got his little recorder button and he can Mm -hmm. play songs on it and you Mm -hmm. can see him dance Mm -hmm. and the cute little moment when he you know packs himself up small puts himself to sleep and rocks himself to bed like it's so just fucking wonderful you're getting This cool little design, which is a a weird mix of, like, Johnny Five and Mm -hmm. a couple of different robots Mm -hmm. uh, from from film, Mm -hmm. but also making him inherently unique. And Mm -hmm. it looks... Yeah, that's, that's
0: important to note because, like, he's he reminds you of Johnny five, yeah, but yeah. I don't feel like this about Johnny five. No, it's the no. Pixar touch to he, Wally that makes yeah, him unique and not yeah. a Johnny five ripoff. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And then it, it even comes more full circle when we get Eve and all these other futuristic robots. Mm. And he's, you know, that he's that Woody in that Buzz Lightyear world, you right, know, he's right that, yeah. he's that old forgotten relic mm. that is by himself and knowing there's a world just out in space, just full of people that are, you know, similar to him, but so yeah. different and more yeah. advanced. Yeah. That's a very
3: good point, though.
0: You know, the design of all the robots, I thought, was
3: was yeah. uh, was yeah. awesome mm-hmm. in WALL-E. Very much. So, I, w- there are a lot of uh, great character designs. It's tough for me to pick. But in the end, I had to go with Anger and Inside Out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not only is he one of the least uh, human-looking of the emotions, uh, he's basically like a big lava monster <laughs> um, with a flaming head and everything. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And I have to, I do have to credit, give credit to um, Lewis Black for the voice in that because mm-hmm. it really complements the character design well. It's that's like the nice most balance. perfect casting, maybe. It is. Of all sometimes times. I feel like <laughs> it's a, I, I, agree. I agree, but sometimes it's a bit on the nose. In, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> right but, but yeah, I overall, okay. I think it works. But the big reason why I had to actually p- pick anger for this category is it's the rare time that I can think of where they really util- utilize the character design in an inventive way, and oh. that's at the very end of the film when uh joy and sadness are right against the window of headquarters um disgust, uh, disgust is intentionally ticking off anger you don't really know why she's doing it at the time but then his head explodes she puts on a welding mask picks them up like a blowtorch uh carves a hole in the window and then joy and sadness can get in so i just right. thought that was like a hilarious joke just also brilliant visually as well and a great use of the character design so just it was just awesome. It's
1: cool little things with Anger too like he just looks like you're like pissed off boss that yeah. you don't want right. to fucking like he's in this little like fucking like half like casual Friday suit. Yeah. Right. He's, he's, like, he's got like chipped teeth and shit yeah. <laughs> like.
3: Yeah I was kind of torn but I was wondering if that's just how Pixar sees uh, office workers <laughs> just being picked it, like pissed right. off mm-hmm. or it's just because we're inside Riley's mind and this is kind of how he sees her dad as angry because mm. he likes he's He's kind of an office worker we don't really know what his job is but you know he's kind of like a, mm. a big like a uh, white collar he's a white collar worker in san francisco so yeah that was uh, that also had a nice touch to it just um tying the emotion into a specific job <laughs> so it's kind of cool it's
2: neat yeah now that you mentioned that like she yeah. she might see her dad as mm-hmm. like anger just because yeah. like I mean, anger is the chief emotion mm-hmm. in his mm-hmm. in his uh, mind right. right you know right. what i mean yeah. um there are a couple characters I, I, I'll just run her up real quick would have been Eve. I think Eve's a really mm-hmm. neat looking yeah, very you know, much, just yeah, very so. different. Yeah. Um, but I I the one I ended up with was Otto from Wally the The steering oh, wheel. Yeah. Oh, is right, right. a great combination of like Gladys from Portal mm-hmm. and like Hal 9000 right. mm-hmm. from uh, 2001. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like just also just so he's blending a lot of elements of sci-fi, but also he's just he. It's very simple. Like he's he's the steering wheel for the axiom yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. and he just makes uh-huh. sense as a steering wheel. Cool. I, I love his voice. I love like he's so angular and like you know quick and and like I like his movements. Everything about him just is really cool. I think. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I just neat neat character. Mm-hmm.
0: And on um, everything Kyle said, my best character design is Wally. e um, It could have been you know uh, just a cheap. Um, Johnny Five ripoff from Short Circuit, but he's not. He's uh, a Pixar creation that mm-hmm. is so lovable and cute. Um, small robot, goggle eyes, cube shaped body, two small arms, conveyor belt feet, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. interior that acts like a trash compactor. Um, but he's 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 mechanical. Mm-hmm. But there's a level of humanity to him, you know. Oh, yeah. That uh, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not personality all the way. It's it's in that design, that Pixar design, that they show some humanity, and yeah. that's hard. That yeah, is hard to is. create, yeah. um, especially with what they're working with there. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm giving my idol to Wally. Nice. Um, Runner-up, Sully's uh, Sully was awesome. You know, he was yeah. a big hairy yeah. monster. You know, with purple, blue let say blue hair, purple like dots on his yeah, back. Man. You know, in his body. That's something a child would make, but mm. in a
2: good sure. Way. But in a good no, way. the neat thing about Sully too is that up up until that point, like a lot of Big characters in animation were like slow. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, they're they looked at John Goodman for just the, for ideas for animation. Like uh-huh. you know he he's built more like a like a football player. You know what I mean? Or where he can be big, but he's athletic and he's fast. Yeah, yeah. And they had to change everything. Like they basically modeled him after like a bear, basically. Yeah it's really neat like yeah. just they, they would have ordinarily like with a character like that they would have animated him more kind of slow they didn't want it to be real sluggish because yeah. he's like a fucking monster you know? yeah. I can g-
0: be... see it like a young kid though like doodling in, in school you know and, and coming up with like Sully's design Yeah, like, yeah. and Sully you know mm-hmm. as a matter of fact um, hell the whole you know cast of characters in, in sure. Mr. Zink, so, yeah. but in a good way yeah creative child's mind so um,
1: Absolutely. that takes us to what the fuck? what the fuck well, <laughs> oh, let's, do, let's do a couple of runner-ups here first. Um, so, you know, uh, it's a point that Nathan brought up earlier. Like, you know, why are most of the characters in, you know, Finding Nemo Australian, but the main characters aren't? Like, that's just an old Disney problem that picks right, brother. Yeah. And the same thing with Ratatouille. Like, a lot of the yeah, characters yeah. aren't French, but some of them are. Only yeah. the villains You're are French. in yeah. <laughs> France, and <laughs> right. only a quarter of the people mm. speak French and, mm. and have a French accent. Mm. Um, this outrageous franchise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Ratatouille has a weird thing in the credits. I watched all the way through the credits because I was just sitting there listening to the music, and uh, it's like you know how there's like no animals harmed, you know, in a lot of films. This yeah. was like no motion capture was used in the making of this film, <laughs> and it's like a really weird like fuck you sort of thing to like yeah. mocap weird. movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but it was really <laughs> shitty. Um, then I got uh, two things from Up, so. Carl Fredricksen's a really old dude, right? How old would we put him? Eighties? Yeah, at kind of least. At least how, yeah. Is, is this how old is monk how, how fucking old, old is months? Charles Munch? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I he's a like middle aged man when. He's when no, no, no. A he's young. Yeah. He's uh, young. Right. He's still probably he's late twenties, early be, thirties. He's got
2: to be early twenties. Mm. He's got to no, be early twenties. I can't see that. If he's early, t-
1: being a world yeah, if he's early
2: twenties and like and Fredricksen is like what he's like whatever eight. He's still pushing a hundred. Right. He's old. That player. motherfucker's old. Oh, yeah. He's pretty yeah. agile for a hundred-year-old yeah. fucking man. No, yeah, yeah. I, but yeah, that bugs the shit out of me, dude. Every time I
1: watch
3: <laughs> up, that bugs the shit out of me. Like, how fucking old is Charles?
1: For real. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> those those are my runner-ups. Okay. Though. I have a lot of uh, runner-ups just because I had a lot of uh, kind of what the fucks in some of the some movies. Um, I tell, tell you what,
0: give give one or two and then if you have... I don't any, have any runner-ups. Okay, okay,
3: okay. Give one or two, we'll go back and
0: forth in right. Just in case I hit one of yours or vice versa. Okay, <laughs> well,
3: my first one's kind of a minor one. It's just that I was highly amused by it because it was so unexpected, but it was the farting pelican and Finding Nemo. Uh-huh. So you have this big chase sequence with the sharks. They're running away from the sharks. All the mines explode and then you just have this bubble pop underneath the pelican's butt and you see the the farting pelican is like surprising. His friend just goes nice and flies away. It's just, <laughs> I was just cracking up like for a long time after that, but it's just still. um, and the other one, uh, child detection services when they come, uh, when the sock lands on George, they, they take the sock, blow that up. And then they shave George. This just kind of like a really surprising moment. Cause it seemed like such an overreaction, but yeah. So those are my first two.
0: Okay. Um, I was thinking of, about Wally, like, um, when they all come back to Earth, right? And I'm thinking like Wally Two, Wally Three, right? Generations later, what people yeah. are talking about? Mm-hmm. How you know, um, yeah, you know, like years and years and years ago, <laughs> we were in heaven, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. We could do it. We were in bliss, all right. <laughs> and this robot comes along and fucked us up, right? And mm-hmm. now we're back on Earth, and you know what we have? Years later, famine, mm-hmm. war, mm-hmm. okay, right? Um, a sexual assault. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Politics Climate
1: change Racism It just it like, made me think That like All those Like super like Nice robots Have no fucking purpose now <laughs> <laughs> And I'm thinking Generations later Man they're all
0: Fucked And they're just Sitting by their campfire Like fuck this Wally this fuck Wally <laughs> They tell stories <laughs> They tell stories About, about story, how, fuck about fuck how good they made it You know <laughs> Some guy comes out In a cane And yeah, yeah, you know yeah. he's, he, he used to have a life pod That would Right right Back pains <laughs> he was like, hey. And now he's just like Living in a Fucking dilapidated Grocery store you know, no, he's, he's living in a tent, mm. <laughs> right? You know, so I'm like, that fuck all that. Kick me like radioactive storms and yeah. shit. <laughs> like- <laughs> so Wally fucked him, but um, so then I'm watching Nemo with Ryan, okay? Uh, Ryan Smith is the only movie he was able to watch with me. But I looked over to Ryan during Finding Nemo when they flush him down. They flush Nemo down the drain. <laughs> And I'm like, I look at right, I look to right. I'm like, that would never fucking happen. He wouldn't just go out to the ocean. That fish is fucked. Mm-hmm. And so it was funny. I was I was doing some research and I just ran into this article that sure. I thought was so interesting. There was this um this this company that manufactures equipment for water water filtration and sewage treatment, and uh, they said um, after the Thursday after the film came out. They said, even though drains do eventually reach the ocean, kids, before it, it goes there, the water will go through some uh, some equipment which breaks down solids mm-hmm. in real life. And then mm-hmm. they're like, the movie, more appropriately, would be called Grinding Me. Grinding <laughs> Me. Oh. Yeah. And this was a company that said, kids, don't, don't flush your fish down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they're not going to the ocean. They're going to get fucked. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was so funny because that was my thought. You know, like, where's this fish going? In my mind, it's, <laughs> it's getting fucked. It's not yeah. going it's not, it's not to get spit out into the ocean, you right. know? Yeah. And
3: I just thought it was funny that that article came up. So I have a couple more, but uh, Matt, anything else? <laughs> All right. So in Ratatouille, uh, the very beginning of the movie, uh, you have the old lady. Um, not only is not enough to shoot up her house, just to get rid of the rats, <laughs> but then she follows them down to the river and shoots them there. It's like, right. is. What's what the fuck's your problem, lady? Right. <laughs> um, as a bonus, uh more more French women with with guns. Uh woman attempts to shoot her boyfriend, oh, yeah. misses, and then she immediately makes out with them. Like, yeah, that was it was bizarre. And it was like, I mean it's a funny was bizarre, but <laughs> kind of like a weird a weird message there. So hmm. um and then my first one from Up, uh Doug's squirrel joke. Uh, it's not exactly a funny joke. <laughs> hey, I know a joke. Wrong. Yeah, a squirrel walks up to a tree and says, I forgot to store acorns for the winter, and now I am dead. Ha, huh, it is funny because the squirrel gets dead. I guess that's just dog humor for you. A little dog humor. Yeah, a little dog humor.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's okay. So, Monsters Incorporated, I brought this up earlier, but why would it be a bad thing in the monster world to kidnap children, especially if monsters believe the children to be toxic and dangerous, especially if that ends your crisis, your mm-hmm. your energy crisis, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, to them, children are, they're, they're humans are, are bad, their batteries, right? or whatever. they're batteries, yes. you mm-hmm. know, it's like, yeah. I don't understand all the hatred coming down on, I forget his name, the uh, the main villain that's kind of, Waternoose, like, yeah, okay, yeah, the one that's a head over uh, Randall, you know, mm-hmm. so I was just like, and, you know, it seems like everybody would be cool with that if it's going to yeah, stop the I crisis, mean, they, they can't fucking stand having a sock on their goddamn back. <laughs> No, no, yeah, yeah. I
2: I, I think, like, if you had a film where monsters kidnap children and they put them in scream extractors in another dimension Uh and just tortured them forever, it'd be a completely different movie. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 for sure, but if you had a
0: bug that's going to end our energy crisis and you put it in a... In a, no, in I think you're saying. An <laughs> energy extractor? And the sure. bugs did that? I'd be like, fuck the bugs. Fuck the bugs. You know? Yeah, I don't yeah. want bugs on me. I, fuck I get
2: what
3: th- you're saying is internally consistent. Uh, like, right. uh, but, it, it, but yeah, <laughs> it
2: would not have not a great kids movie.
3: Well, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. also thinking just because it's supposed to be funny because of the irony, like kids are supposed to be afraid of monsters, but the monsters right, turned right. out to be just as afraid of kids. Yeah, yeah, so, right.
0: yeah. All right, I'm ready for my number one. Yeah. So let's. I'm are you ready for your number one, Kyle?
1: Okay. Um. Mine is, 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 a positive kind of what the fuck. Um, so, uh, Ben Burt did the voice of Wally, alright? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he was brought on, um, it, it, uh, who was the director? Hold on, I was like, uh, it was Andrew Stanton told him, you're going to be 90% of my movie. <laughs> and when he said that, he literally meant it. Mm-hmm. Ben Burt does 2,500 <laughs> different voices and sounds Shut in this movie. Yeah. 2,500. Mm. Every single robot is voiced by him except for Eve. Wow. Yeah. All like little sounds and like clicks and stuff. Like they're not computer generated. Mm. That's that man's fucking mouth doing huh. everything. Wow. Yeah. That is impressive. Awesome. That's really fucking impressive. Mm. I think <laughs> I read that, but it didn't impact me until you really said 2, it. 2,500. Like that. mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. And Wally just counts as one of those. He doesn't count as a bunch of them for all his little yeah, like right. voices
3: and so no. Wow, He no. counts as one. Hmm. All, all right, go ahead. so my number one, what the fuck, is also from Up, and uh, it's when Russell has to go to the bathroom. He says, "Hey, he says, old man, hey, I need to use the restroom," and he does that. But then, of course, he says, am I supposed to dig the hole before or after? <laughs> right. Like, I did not need to know that he had to take a shit. I really right. did not need <laughs> to know that. So that's why it's my number one. What the I thought it was is. the best plot point. The, yeah. uh-huh. So mine's not, like, a big
2: thing or whatever. Like, uh, So there are two movies that I hadn't seen. I hadn't seen Wally and I hadn't seen Ratatouille. Um, Ratatouille, on the bonus features on the disc... Has this thing called Your Friend the Rat, uh-huh. and Your Friend the Rat is basically this like educational thing where like, Re- where, like Remy comes out and he's, he's talking to the and he like basically just talks about rats and like how, how like they have they're actually super cool and like and it's a really well done thing like it, it's actually super cool and at the I think, end I
1: think that was the short before the movie actually was it really yeah. okay yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's super cool the, like the the production quality is really good. And like I saw this because I I watch these movies a lot of them with one of the kids that I work with and he he loves this movie. And we've watched that a lot so I had watched this multiple times before I actually saw the movie and I thought that like that's gonna be the quality of the film and like spoiler warning I don't really like Ratatouille but like your Friend the Rat fucking kicks ass. Your, <laughs> friend the, your, your Friend the Rat is cool. It's got the be- the song they sing at the end is better than any anything else uh-huh. in my opinion. You know, and anything, anything here except for Coco. Yeah, yeah, Like the song they sing is fucking catchy as shit. I'm always mm-hmm. fucking singing it. And like just the difference in quality in my opinion between like the bonus
0: features uh-huh. and the actual film, but your friend the rat is sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think dude, so. <laughs> that that triggered a thought real quick, man. Um, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna turn it to one of my you know runner up. What the fucks? But there was a trailer for a Toy Story short or like a short film or something. I don't know, but it was like I've I've never seen this before, but it looked entertaining as fuck. It was like Woody, uh, Woody and Buzz and the whole gang. They have to fight um, like Dino people. Like yeah, yeah. you've never seen toys? those. Yeah, they're good. I was like, dude, that's awesome. I want to see that as Toy Story 4. but that's a take on the dinosaur toys. Yeah,
2: there's dinosaur toys. There's one There's one that's like a Halloween episode where it's real scary. Uh-huh. And then there's, a, there's like a combat Carl. and Carl. Wow. It's, it's it's Carl Weathers is the fucking Oh, see, I want to see those. They it's didn't fucking didn't, badass, they put man. They're shit. really well done. Yeah. <laughs> they don't
0: do uh, Tom Hanks' voice, though, do they, and Tim Allen? <laughs> I I think they do. No, huh. not all of them. It isn't really. It, it's yeah, not I a sound like but it. But I was like, I, I want to watch that. That yeah, looks yeah. good. They're good. My number one what the fuck is... So I ran into this this article where um, Finding Nemo shares many plot elements with a uh, French book called Piriot the Clownfish. Piro. <laughs> Piro the know, Clownfish. Yeah. I don't fucking know. And I'm like, so it's a children's book. It was published in 2002. I guess it was conceived in 1995. But the author sued Disney, all right, for infringement. And I was like, okay, huh? So I type in that and I want to I want to see what this is about. And uh, look look at this picture here. It uh, looks just like the fucking cover of Finding Nemo. Huh, yeah, oh wow. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, wow well, I mean, huh. Orange fish, three uh, stripes, uh, it's
2: it's
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah well it's... a clownfish is a clownfish, yeah, let's be honest. But, but I mean that
0: looks just like the design mm-hmm. and I haven't even read the plot elements. Right. I was like, maybe and but here's the kicker, like I guess they didn't give him any money. Really? They fucked this fridge dude right in the ass, it looks <laughs> like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that takes
1: us to best score. Soundtracks. I mean, uh, we talked about Coco. Like, it would fucking ran away with this Crush. one, too. Um, and Toy Story has really great soundtracks. But yeah. Pixar, to me, like, overall is just kind of there musically mm-hmm. for the most part. Really? I think they do pretty good. Uh, but, yeah. it, it, Nothing, like, it really jumps out. You know, you got a friend in me. Remember me. Those sort mm-hmm. of things, like, stick out. Sure. But, like... It's not a not just to me. There's just not a whole lot. Um, I and I'm I'm going with up on this one. Um, and it's just kind of the one that's just I guess a little most memorable to me. There is some like really good sweeping songs that do fit the scenes pretty well. Um, but other than that, that I, main Up not...
0: theme is fucking powerful, man. No, I yeah, mean, I, re- I really. No, like yeah, it. that that was oh, fantastic. So powerful. That, that puts There's a couple really... different versions of that where I think it splits up into
3: like a couple different tracks. Yeah. But it's so good all right so for best score soundtrack i i'm really going with both because uh for score thomas newman for wally just the music that he goes with um romantic music for when wally and eve are dancing through the stars or majestic music when we first see the axiom or like mysterious music when he's looking at eve and didn't anyone else get vibes of star wars there like sure. shadowing music yeah yeah it was really cool there uh, but also just the use of songs from Hello Dolly and how oh, well that actually ended yeah. up working. I mean, it informs Wally's character, but also just fits very well with the theme of the film. Uh, plus, of course, as you mentioned before, the Not to 2001, the mm-hmm. musical cues with also Sprock, uh, Zarathustra, I think it is, mm-hmm. uh, Blue, Blue Danube. Um, and you even have Louis Armstrong there with uh, the La Vie and Rose when uh, Eve mm-hmm. is first checking out the Junkyard City. So I just... Really good soundtrack, uh, all around inventive and uh, just also really entertaining. I agree. I think I think the use—that's
2: not what I went with. Um, mm-hmm. I think the use of, of the music is yeah. probably best mm-hmm. in Wally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the best overall, the best overall soundtrack I thought was actually this was my my, my other tie mm-hmm. um, was a tie between Up, which I agree. That I think that main theme is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it has just a really charming mm-hmm. feel,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Um, and the and Monsters Inc.
0: Uh, real jazzy score yeah it's a real
2: jazzy score and I, I don't think Randy Newman won any awards for Toy Story but I, he did I think he finally won with Monsters Inc and I think he mm-hmm. I think he deserves it I, I, think, I think I can't say it up. we talked about it in the, in the, in the, the Toy Story Raleigh marathon took home
0: some awards for soundtrack I think didn't it uh, but Peter, it's not Randy Newman. I think Peter though, right? Gabriel won best song for it mm, or whatever. Okay.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. did he really? I believe so.
2: Really, I don't like that song. Really? Okay, <laughs> well, I liked it. I like it well enough. Yeah. Um, those are my. So it was a tie. Monsters Inc. and Up. Okay. I think they both have really great soundtracks.
0: Well, I'll tell you, runner up, real quick. I thought the Up theme, like again, was mm. great. And man, I think it's repetitive. But the Inside Out theme, yeah. Oh my it's, god, it is good. This but is it, yeah, so it's good. repetitive. It's repetitive. Um, and so is the up theme though. Uh, but I love both of them. I thought they were great. Um, man, um, I'm going with Thomas Newman Wally. Um, it's timeless. His score is timeless, it's quirky, there's big musical numbers, but mm. then it's synthetic sci fi. Sure. You hmm. know? There's thirty eight tracks to mm. the Wally soundtrack and the score. Um but the the score is so man it's it's atmospheric. The right. stuff that he's using for the sci-fi. Yeah. The did you guys listen to the Wally soundtrack? Like you know, like not in the movie, but actually go back and listen to it. I thought it was so good. Um, big musical numbers like "Put on Your Sunday Clothes." Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. Um, Louis Armstrong's uh, Louis Arm Louis Armstrong's and Rose." Oh my god, man. That is so good. I almost got my best duo. Uh, Louis Ar- Louis Armstrong and Pixar. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Dude, it, it's amazing. You can't beat the duo of Louis Armstrong and Pixar. I just thought it worked brilliantly overlaying that to, over the top of Wally. Uh, Peter Gabriel's Down to Earth. Um yeah, Wally took it for me. Awesome. Best quote.
1: Best quote. Um so Pixar is a pretty, you know, heavy-handed sort of universe. Like they they give you these great morals and, you know, will consistently make grown men weep. Yeah. <laughs> we um, and there are lines in a lot of movies, uh, in Pixar movies that do it. And, and one that really kind of strikes is from Inside Out and Sadness says it. Mm. Uh, it's part of why she got my best character. Mm. And it's, uh, crying helps me slow down and obsess over the weight of life's problems. Mm. And you know what? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like, it <clears throat> sucks to cry, but like, yeah fucking just have to like sure. there are times like and it's you know crying isn't always like a sad thing you know sometimes it's a happy thing or yeah. you know, a frustrated thing mm-hmm. like crying is just a part of emotions and that's that's kind of what sadness is is pushing through in this moment and like she's realizing her importance as well as joy realizing her importance and you know Riley finally able to become a full person cuz she wasn't right. really yeah. a full person cuz mm-hmm. she wasn't having these you know these sad moments And, uh, you know, crying helps me slow down and obsess over the weight of life's problems. Mm. And we have... Like, life is fucking heavy. No, dude, I cried like a baby
0: through Inside Out. You have no idea. (laughs) I'm not talking about just even the two big, you know, scenes. Mm. But, man... Yeah, because it's life, and you see that she's going through life, and you kind of overlay your life experiences, even sure. though they're not the same as as, as this eleven-year-old girl. But you start thinking about mine are just sad, <laughs> but sad times, and you know you start seeing these islands fall. You know, yeah, yeah. I was just crushed i'm not i'm not joking guys (laughs) i was like a baby and you look
1: back and you're like man when i was 11 like what was so fucking important to me and like man i don't have any of those friends anymore like i don't you know i was i I was somewhere
0: other than home watching a computer screen and watching scenes of up or not up (laughs) up, inside out and i was almost like i gotta shut this off because (laughs) other people can't be watching me do this because i'm crying
3: Okay, so my best quote is from Finding Nemo. It's spoken by Dory, and I'm going to go with most of the quote. It's kind of long, but uh, no one's ever stuck with me for so long before. And if you leave, if you leave, I just, I remember things better with you. I do. Look, P. Sherman, 42, 42, I remember it, I do. It's there, I know it is, because when I look at you, I can feel it. And, and, I look at you, and I... And I'm home, please. I don't want that to go away. I don't want to forget. It's just like a right. really big, long quote. Dory getting all her emotions out uh, to Marlon, telling her just how much he means to her. And how devastated she would be if he were to leave. Um, it's lessons on points of friendship. And i also thought it was an interesting commentary on just how important like uh people with like mental disabilities how important friendship is how they had how, how to helps them function sure so that's just a more amazing statement right there as well as just um an amazing quote from that character that encapsulates the uh, marlon dory um friendship and just how much uh marlon means to her so i just thought it was really really great
2: yeah that's a good one man yeah. um <clears throat> The, the, this marathon didn't have a ton of things that, like jumped out of it. you know it it didn't it, none of these had like you know the uh, hasta la vista baby you know and there, there was no there was no like uh, yeah, yeah. even even with other yeah. with like in Toy Story there was like Wind the Frog you know mm-hmm. like shit that like it's like sticks out as like something that's really cool Um I think Coco had some really great quotes but like, the the I felt weird when I was writing it but it's actually so the quote is some Monsters Inc. Um, it's, I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have you. It's actually from a song. It's a duet that Mike and Sully do at the, in like the credits. Yeah. And like, so it's kind of weird cause it's like from a song, mm. but it is the characters. True. Uh, but like that kind of encapsulates not only, not only their relationship, like I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have you, but it's also, I feel like the sort of defining theme of a lot of the Pixar films is just, uh, you know, understand, kind of realizing that what other people mean to you. You know what I mean? And what mm-hmm. you would do to, to for them and yeah. your relationships and stuff. So I think it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's just definitive maybe of the Pixar marathon. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean?
0: I feel the same way you uh you did, where I didn't have a, a great quote until the last movie I watched was Up and it took it for me and it's Ellie. And she says, thanks for the adventure. Oh, now yeah, now yeah. go have a new one. Right. You yeah. know, and yeah. you know Carl thinks that the scrapbook ends on the page uh, titled Stuff yeah. um, mm-hmm. I Am Going to Do. Um, and he finds out that Ellie had, in fact, lived out her adventure, you mm-hmm. know, with, right. with, with Carl. You right, know, right. and that she wouldn't have changed it for the world. Mm-hmm. And what a fucking gut punch. Yeah. Man, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> you hear that. And I don't know. It's just They they got my, my favorite duo. And I think that... You know, um, that that quote from Elliot is just so powerful, even though it's just written in a book. You know, I think it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I almost got it tattooed on my chest. (laughs) 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 Um, But uh, I'll tell you another one that uh, was a a runner up was uh, Bing Bong, where he looks up from the dump and he goes, Go save Riley. Take her to the moon for me. Yeah. Take her to the moon for me. That was awesome. And Mm -hmm. then um, just a funny one that always cracks me up when I watch Inside Out is uh, The Cloud Cops from Inside Out. Where he goes, forget it, Jake. It's Cloud Town. (laughs) I always love that quote. It just always cracks (laughs) me up. (laughs) It's Cloud Town. It's Cloud Town. Oh,
1: man. (laughs) All right. All right. Best screenplay. So the best words written on pages. (laughs) Um, This one, you know... uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm going with Inside Out, Peter Doctor, okay, um, who, who directed it. I'm going with this because I think it is the most inventive. It may be not my my favorite movie out of it with characters or design and all that stuff, but like, uh, it, there's something just like really going on, just that's just visceral and just deep on these in the words here, um, you know, playing playing with the idea that you know your emotions have emotions and they have to work with each other and Mm. off of each other and you know your 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 anger and your disgust are gonna go hand in hand at some time and Mm. your joy and your fear need to happen you know together at times uh it's it's just really inventive and then you get to have this this fun these fun little worlds with you know her hockey memories and and all this stuff but also those gut punch moments you know that are like really sad and then bring you down and you know we're all fucking relating to this, this movie we, you can relate to pretty much the most, uh, out of these because, you know, we're not rats or monsters and shit. We're actual human beings that have these kind of feelings. So, uh, it, it hits home because we're people and mm-hmm. it's what it's trying to do. Sure.
3: Okay. So best screenplay. This is actually my first tie, uh, mm-hmm so Andrew Stanton, Bob Peterson, and David Reynolds for Finding Nemo, as well as Brad Bird for Ratatouille. So for Finding Nemo, I just felt that there were, weren't were really any wrong beats there. Uh, great jokes, great dialogue, uh, great plot setup and delivery. Um, I also thought there's a really good balance between uh, Marlin's story and Nemo's story, how they almost got equal screen time, how they got equal weight. Yeah. And so they're <clears throat> almost like, co-leads there as well and uh which is important for it's a story about a father trying to get back to his son but it's also just as much a a son trying to get back to his father so i thought that worked really well uh also developing so many good character arcs and relationships Uh, not only the main characters of nemo dory and Marlin, but also gil had a really nice character arc as well um, and so for again, great dialogue, plot, characters, uh, and just also not only the relationships, the main relationship between Remy and Linguini, but you also had relationships between Linguini and Colette, Linguini and Skinner, Skinner's own dilemma about um, his feelings towards um skinner's feelings towards Linguini being uh the heir to gusto's restaurant and that had a pretty substantial arc Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. uh and not only just in the main plot also the dialogue in like the featurette that remy's watching on the cooking lesson that he's watching with gusto and then also the news reports just so much great dialogue and uh, like i mentioned in my uh about R- Remy being best character, just the narration, too, Just I just felt overall it was, it was really good. And it's surprising, unexpected, that's why I had to give it the tie. Well,
1: an interesting thing about Ratatouille, as well, is when Brad Bird came in, like, they had already started, like, production on it, mm. and he was like, this script just doesn't work. And he <laughs> yeah. was like, he's like, he killed off Gusteau, because Gusteau mm. was a living character mm. in the, the movie, and he's like, really? no, it just makes more sense if he's dead, and mm. definitely, like, it it plays worked. a bigger part in it, and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, then, like, most of the movie took place in, like, mm-hmm. the catacombs of Paris and stuff, like, underneath mm-hmm. the city. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, I think, yeah, he did a good job coming in and, you know, fixing a lot of that script. Mm-hmm. Right on,
2: man. Best screenplay, you know what I mean, That's a lot has to do with the script and stuff. Like, I actually went with Wally because I think, I, I, I love mm-hmm. the, 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 almost the lack of a script. It's that use of the negative space. Right. You know what I mean? Like, to be able to tell a story without words with just, when you're just seeing the city, and you know, you get a sense of like what the setting is, what the sto- what the story was, who who Wally is, with no words. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. For long periods of time, I think that is really inventive. That's really impressive to me. Um, you know, you can you can develop characters all day with with great uh, great dialogue and whatever. But, but but if you take that away, can you still do it? And it's got it's got best location. Mm-hmm. It's got best. You know, characters got best... You know, to be able to do that with, like, mm. very little, that's really impressive.
0: Right on. Uh, this was the probably the easiest award for me. I went to Best Screenplay, Inside Out. Mm. Um, yeah. The film is set in the mind of a young girl uh, where five emotions live, joy, sadness, anger, fear, and disgust, and they try to lead her through life as her parents. Move from Minnesota to San Francisco, and uh, she has to adjust to her new surroundings. Uh, but it's how they created that world and they flushed out um, you know, the uh, the the mind, Riley's mind. I thought was um such yeah. a unique and original story. And Peter Doctor, um, I guess um, this original story came from him where he was dealing with his eleven year old daughter and she started, you know, showing some emotions and, you know, um she was becoming unhappy and he was like, you know, where's, where's joy. And so he wrote this script to answer those questions mm. and then fleshing out the mind. Um, I thought, uh, the screenplay for inside out was amazing. So it's all in the little details, mm-hmm. all the little details sure. in inside out. So that takes us to,
1: um, best technical achievement. Um, this one I'm going with Wally. Um, mm. it goes back, you know, a little bit to character design, um, uh, Wally is just himself is really fucking cool looking Mm -hmm. and, and borrows all these elements from other places, but still is his own. And you've got these two very contrasting, stark worlds of this dirty earth that's crumbled and, and just fucked up and filled with trash and Mm -hmm. dust and nastiness. And then this super clean, beautiful ship and, and Eve, you know, very rounded and perfectly edged. Um, but the scene that really seals it for me is uh, when Wally flies that spaceship, spaceship out to blow up mm-hmm. and he sends himself back out into space with the fire extinguisher and just that dance that they're doing out in the stars mm-hmm. and the, the yeah. beautiful lines that are just crossing mm-hmm. and it's making yeah. all of this just fucking just gorgeousness that's just captivating to the eyes. Um, right. that, that, that scene alone
3: mm-hmm. just kicks the shit yeah. out of the other five movies to me. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. So... Uh best technical achievement is my second tie uh, actually we went uh really specific here a tie between ben burt's sound design and wally and ralph eggelson's production design in inside out so for wally like like kyle mentioned earlier how many sounds that ben burt had to do and they yeah. all sounded great uh not only that but they've really uh defined the world of the film and fit into that very well um laser blasts and just all the robot sounds they make the clinks and the clanks and the beeps and everything—just amazing stuff um, and for uh, the production design from For inside out. It was just like so imaginative and inventive how how they so well captured How to display how emotion works in the human mind? Um, you have the memory balls To representing actual memories, but you what also really jumped out and surprised me was when Riley becomes depressed, the control board just completely shuts down. Man. Like, all her mm-hmm. emotions cannot even influence her because that's what happens in depression. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, so it almost tempted me, and I probably will someday now get the art book for in- for Inside Out. because it's just a beautiful looking film. And also, if, I don't know if I said this before, but it reflects the childlike sensibility of the film. Like, if this was like a 20 year old, this mind would not look like that. It's just because Riley's a kid. It's colorful. You also have the uh, Imagination Land and the Gingerbread Castle and just so cool, the great man. locations yeah. there. It's just amazing. So that's so. those are my technical It makes me pages. jealous that I haven't come up
0: or, or that I don't sit down and try <laughs> to come up with something that <laughs> right. imaginative. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. So one of my favorite things <clears throat> when we look at technical achievements
2: and stuff, I, I love reading about how people learn to do something when they didn't have the tools like mm-hmm. how do I do how do I do this thing that I want to do mm-hmm. and nobody's ever done it before yeah. you know what I mean so in uh, monsters Inc which they developed this system called fist or like uh, fizt says for mm-hmm. physics tools critics without um, dude <laughs> <yeah>. FIZT. <Fizzed. laughs> so like so uh, basically what this did was it allowed them to um, animate hair like for for, uh, for Sully and also the clothing for um, boo. So like what they did was like, basically it's, it's that they they would animate the scenes and then they would add in the hair and they add in like the clothing and stuff. And then this engine just took care of all that and made like, made everything go like, so that the hair would be affected by wind and gravity and weight and, and all of those things, which they'd never done before. They had to develop this whole new yeah. system for that. And they the rendering lab that they, you know, they, they process everything through was something like 3,500 computers or something, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I think that's so cool. There's also... And it could have been one of my... I didn't want to touch base on it in What the Fuck because I didn't want to spoil the technical yeah, achievement right. thing. But, like... So the way that they, they did clothing at the time was, like, you you couldn't animate Boo with the clothing on because, like, the engine the engine worked, but then the, the clothing would, like, fold in on itself yeah. and it would go through each... They had so, some of the
0: same problems with Coco. And I think they really they, mastered it there, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's it's really it's really neat. So basically, the way what I read was that, like, when they filmed Boo... Originally, when they when they when they initially animated, like she's not wearing clothing. Mm-hmm. So like, and then they then they add on the clothing and then render it from there. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's gotta be some cut where they're like half the film. is just naked like a naked girl yeah. running around. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm.
0: well, they had that same problem with the bones having the clothes okay. stick to the bones because the the clothes wanted to kind of fold in and okay, go, yeah, go yeah. inside the. So yeah, That's Coco cool. had that same issue, but yeah, man, this was so hard because. There's so many groundbreaking moments in computer animation through, you know, how many years? Fucking almost 20 years. 95, Mm -hmm. so yeah. Yeah. Man, -hmm. so, goddamn... Monsters Incorporated uh, introduced the on-screen representation of hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finding Nemo pioneered realistic-looking water, so much, in yeah, fact, yeah. that they dumbed down the water because mm-hmm. they didn't want it to make it look too real for audiences. Really yeah, 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 yeah. Did you read that? Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting. And then uh, I think Inside Out really perfected humans, even more so in Coco. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they really did a great job in Inside Out for humans and with emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I have I have two tie points. And my original category point. I'm using all my points. Okay. Yeah. All my points in this category. And uh, and I think Coco with lighting, by the mm. way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so they're yeah. constantly just breaking new one ground everywhere. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. using all my points, I'm going my category point. I'm going Nemo for realistic water. Okay. Technical achievement. Uh, my tie point, one of them is going to Monsters Incorporated for hair. Okay. And then Inside Out for humans. Okay. There's the three I'm going with. Cool. Used all my tie points. Mm. Um, And that takes us to best supporting Supporting. actor slash actress.
1: Man, uh, Pixar gets some big fucking actors (laughs) in a lot of these spots. Um, But they also find, you know, Jim's and other people. And I almost went Bob Peterson, who was like a co-director for Up, who did the voice of Doug. He just kind of like, he just fit it. And he did really well with it for like never being an actor. It's the only thing he's ever done like on screen. Um, but I didn't go there. Um, I ended up going with Ian Holman Ratatouille as Skinner. Um, because he's, he's one of those, he's one of the performances that, um, you know, not everyone is French for whatever fucking reason, even (laughs) though they're in France. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's like actually like trying and Ian Mm Holman's not French, but like he's trying and he comes off fairly authentic Mm -hmm. and he does this, he's very good at having this like weaselly little shitty thing about him that you're just like. I just fucking hate him voice alone. I don't care what he looks like. I don't care what he's actually doing. Like, I just fucking hate him. Like, uh, and he's doing a really fantastic job with that.
3: And and, uh, yeah, just, just Ian Holm is, is pretty fucking great in too. All right, so for Best Supporting Actor or Actress, uh, first I want to give a shout-out to Ratatouille and Janine Garofalo as Colette, just because mm. I almost got my tie point, but I decided to use it elsewhere just because uh, she inhabits the character so well, and I don't know how accurate the French is, but it sounded good to me, and just especially that one uh, that when she's teaching uh, um, teaching Linguini to cook, that ratatat um speech that she gives i mean, just funny just just hilarious to me but i ended up going with ellen DeGeneres as dory and finding nemo um she really puts her heart and soul into that i felt and uh it's no surprise why that re- re- revived her career from where it was because i mean previous to this um her coming out wasn't very well received uh but this was and i think it kind of led to her getting her talk show and you know becoming that to be coming to what it was but uh like i said she just does a really good job with the character i what mean energetic she? Isn't she? yeah Absolutely. very much so yeah very much so um and uh she inhabits it it's it very well um you can tell it's her voice but she really goes all out on it and uh that's that's partly why um, There's even talk with her being like nominated for an Oscar for that because it was so good I mean that's one of the few times that's happened the only times I can remember are Robin Williams for Aladdin and uh, mm. Eddie Murphy for Shrek so mm-hmm. that's saying something so that's why she gets my best supporting Actress. I thought this was going to
2: be a clean sweep for Ellen DeGeneres honestly <gasps> like I'm really surprised yeah. that you didn't pick her I'm really surprised mm. I would be surprised if you don't it, pick her I think she too, kills this too category too Ellen
1: DeGeneres mm-hmm. for
2: me I, I feel I, I mean I, and, and you're right yeah she's not really like being, I mean, yeah, it's very Ellen DeGeneres. No. I I get what you're saying, right. but I she was so. I mean, just she carries a lot of the film for a supporting mm-hmm. actress. Like well, I mean, she's does the a wonderful. All about job. her character. The sequel, <laughs> they a sequel all about her. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think she's a she's a great character, and her like she plays off of off, who played Albert uh, Albert Brooks. Albert, Brooks. Albert Brooks, mm-hmm. Brooks plays off of him so well. Their chemistry yeah, is yeah. great. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would go Ellen DeGeneres.
0: Oh, uh, this one was hard. Um. I think I'm gonna change mine. I think I'm gonna Whoa. change mine. Um, I have a question for you guys though. I want I want to sleep tonight. Okay, so I got to get this one right. Um, inside Out. I don't have her name in front of me, but the little girl Riley. Would uh-huh. you consider her supporting? Because the main, yeah, the main the yeah, main is yeah. Joy. Right. Yes. Okay. So now I got to make a decision, man. Right. I I did originally have Monsters Incorporated. Steve Buscemi. Mm. Um, I love I love his voice. He's very sure. villainous, yeah, but I wasn't happy with that when I put it down. Listening to you guys talk about mm. Ellen DeGeneres. Mm. Man, there's no denying that. she's. Um, I'm not a big Finding Nemo fan, but she puts her heart and soul yeah, yeah, yeah. into Finding Nemo for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but man, that girl, that little girl, the whenever she um, she speaks in Inside Out. You really, really
2: like this movie, don't yeah, you? I fucking love like, Inside well, Out. That's crazy. Yeah, I yeah. love
0: Inside Out. But she has, she has so much emotion, you know, that just tears me down.
3: Yeah. To I mean, me, down. especially that classroom scene, that yeah, really got me. Yeah, you know. it was it was really good. Very good voice acting there. Mm.
0: I can't deny Ellen DeGeneres though. I'm not a big Finding Nemo fan. I'm going to go with Ellen DeGeneres. She does put her heart and soul mm-hmm. into it. So, yeah, I yeah, really not too much more to add. You said it perfectly, mm-hmm. but both of you guys did. So, I'm going to I'm going with Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. Change him on. Good job, guys. You pulled me over today. <laughs> hey, we
1: very
2: rarely pull Brad off of, it, off of his... Uh...
0: We
1: very, very rarely pull Brad off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very, very yes. it, There's
1: but... your sound clip right there.
0: <laughs> but it does happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Um, best actor, actress. Ooh. Um, you know, it was, this one was a close one to me because I really... I really wanted to go Ed Asner for the longest time as Carl and Up. Um, because he just embodies that that voice just it like perfectly fits that character. Um but you know, in, in talking about it tonight, Ben Burt did twenty five hundred plus voices mm-hmm. in Wally. Yeah. And even good. though Wally doesn't say a whole lot mm-hmm. Wall you know, yeah, right, he can't right. say Eve properly, mm-hmm. he just says Eva every mm-hmm. time, like and he has, you know, little words here and there, directive, you know, whatever, but like mm-hmm. there's still so much life and emotion and beauty in those little words and and couple that with him doing the voice of every robot Man. and, you know, uh, Andrew Stanton saying, you, you're you going to be 90% of my movie, and he ends up 90% of the sounds. Yeah, it's not Outside of music, are, no. are Ben Burt, it's, it's got to yeah. be Ben Burt to
3: me. All right. So for Best Lead Actor or Actress, I went with Albert Brooks as Marlon in Finding Nemo for a lot of the same reasons as Alan DeGeneres, uh, but Albert Brooks, previous to this, and even now, he's still known as like a neurotic comedian, almost Woody Allen-esque, just like very frantic. But here, he gets he gets to play that, but he also gets to play a much wider range of emotions, from feeling overprotective about Marlin to the joy about the sea turtles to sadness of over, over leaving his son to confusion, etc., etc. et cetera, and just he just really, he's also a really good. Playing well off of Ellen DeGeneres, even though they don't, they probably didn't even record at the same time because in voice acting that's not how it works, but they seem to play off of each other really mm. well. Uh, so just for him to do that as well is really amazing. So I went with him in uh, Finding Nima.
2: I think you've got to, first of all, I just want to say that, like, I'm really impressed by like everyone's answers mm-hmm. like I like that we don't all have the same answers yeah. That that's actually rare you yeah. know what I mean like we, a lot of times we'll go around and it's like hey everybody's got the same shit we'll miss
0: a <laughs> but, couple but then we all get back and, on the same page right, and miss
2: a couple right mm-hmm. for for this man I think like if you're going best lead actor you got Ed Asner and you got Billy Crystal mm-hmm. and it's like that's like Clash the fucking Titans man, <laughs> you know what I mean but like you know, Ed Asner does a wonderful job. I think he really mm-hmm. he really embodies yeah, uh, yeah. Mr. Fredrickson. But like Billy Crystal's the fucking man. Mm-hmm. Billy Billy Crystal like is Mike Wazowski man. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I. I their chemistry in that film, and I'm sure that John Goodman and and uh, Billy Crystal, I, I just imagine them as like best friends in real life. Mm-hmm. You know See, I mean, like because... Billy
0: Crystal better in the Miyazaki film in the American. You Council, don't like Council him Council as Mary. Mike Wazowski. Yeah, I like I like him better as Calcifer than I do as. Um, do you yeah, why? I, do. I don't know. How? I just do. I mean, I, don't I like do. Billy.
2: I have to fucking Billy. I think <laughs> Billy. I <have> <laughs> Billy City Crystal Slickers is one of his again. favorite movies. City yeah. Slickers
0: is top five, yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I'll take Billy Crystal anyway. What I
0: think of Monsters Inc. I think is the lead as John Goodman. Yeah, I, know, think co- I think it's a co-lead. It's, co- it's a co-yeah, uh, yeah. It's pretty fucking close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I won't argue that. Um, so again, best actor, actress. I am not a Finding Nemo fan at all. I think it's highly mm-hmm. overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but Oof. I, I cannot deny Albert Brooks. Mm-hmm. I cannot, he man. Great, yeah. mm-hmm. He is fantastic. Um, yeah, the way that he plays off of Ellen DeGeneres. You know and. There's something so classic about his voice. I mean, I close my yeah. eyes, and I can imagine him in Dumbo or Pinocchio. Yeah. He just has a classic Disney voice. And, uh, yeah, I'm swept away by Albert Brooks in Finding Nemo.
3: Yeah, just an intense warmth when he's really feeling compassion towards his son. It's just a classic feel to a timeless feel. It's yeah, really very good. timeless, yeah. yeah. So
1: I'm going Albert Brooks. That, sure. that one shocks me. I really did not like Albert mm. Brooks in Finding Nemo huh. at all. Mm. Like, I thought his voice was... Very mismatched with the really? the, the character design. Really? I don't think it's mismatched. Oh, I, I think, think it's just like, doesn't do anything for me. He's just got such. Mm-hmm. He's got such more of a, a a jagged voice, like a like a sharper voice than this clean cut, you know, smooth yeah. edged sort of animal. I Because I,
0: I, I love Ed Asner, obviously. I thought mm-hmm. he did a fantastic job, and I think the only reason that I. I, I way more towards going Albert Brooks is that classic Phil. Like mm. he, he brings something extra
1: mm. to yeah, Finding Nemo for me. Yeah. So. I don't disagree with that point. I just just for that character it, mm. I did, it never worked for me. Mm. Alright, so this takes us to best scene. Uh best scene, I you know, first ten minutes up. Mm. I no. I think mm. and and this is not being facetious or hyperbolic in any way. Might be the ten best minutes. I've, I've ever seen hmm. in a movie It's definitely the best like opening scene like no movie in the first 10 minutes makes you connect to characters harder yeah, yeah. and it, like there's no movie where a character could die 10 minutes in and make you fucking cry yeah. Hmm. yeah but it's so strong that i honestly guys don't give
0: too much of a shit about the rest of the movie hmm. i don't give it's... a shit about the talking dogs and the fucking bird and all that bullshit yeah, I don't care about it because that it, ten minutes is so fucking. Suffers the
1: second half suffers, I think, because the first the first half it's is so good, so good, yeah, um, it's so good. Um, and it just it. I've watched up many times, and every time I go to watch it, and I mm. I kind of made like a jokey post about this on Facebook, like, watching up, I'm and promising myself I'm gonna get to the mm. first ten minutes without crying, and mm. that I jumped on the lamp and I'm crying already, like. Like you, you just know it's coming, and it's real, and it's every time. Yeah. Like it feels so fucking real, and you feel that weight and that moment when, like, you know, she's, you know, they, they have these these this little roller coaster through that ten minutes too. They can't have a kid, yeah, and you know that's really fucking important, to them. yeah, yeah. And so, but they they just redirect themselves, and then that moment when he sees, you know, the paradise falls, and he's like. I'm going to spend every last dime I got on getting these tickets for this fucking woman yeah, yeah. that I love mm. and her not making it up the hill and her, mm. you know, her demise. Yeah. It's, so good. It's it, perfect. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. unhyperbolically the best 10 minutes, the best 10-minute opening in film
3: yeah, history. That's why I said about my best duo. I mean, it's, it's yeah. fucking perfect. All right. So for best scene, I went with Joy looking at old memories in the memory dump in Inside Out. Uh, First of all, just the establishment of the setting, like you're talking about before, how great the memory dump is as a a location. You have all these grey, dying memories strewn about. It's quiet, it's dark, um, it's about as depressing as you can get, and the only light is from Joy, just walking around looking at the old memories. Which are mostly those grey memories, like when Riley is really young and uh, they're about to disappear because she's not going to remember anymore. Uh, But finally she comes across the memory of sitting in the twisty tree the loss after the bit of the big hockey game and Now it starts off sad, but then her parents and her friends show up and she And uh, they cheer her up and finally uh, Joy realizes how important sadness is so that's really pivotal right there and uh, The DVD I was watching actually ended the scene uh, before Joy and Bing Bong try to escape out of the dump, but I'd like to extend it only because once they finally do get out, um, Bing Bong bails and fades away. And with the quote he's talking about, you know, uh, basically tells Joy to save Riley for him. And uh, is just a really great scene, pivotal, but also just works well, very well on its own. So that's why I wanted the address, best scene. So,
2: first of all, I don't disagree with you about like one of the best ten minutes of film mm-hmm. history. I I totally don't. I am, however, out of tie points. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, the, and to be honest, like I agree with you. But I, I I've seen up so many times, man. And like it's not it's not. I don't disagree with you at all. But it has lost some of that emotional resonance for okay. me. Like um, I don't disagree with you. And I I want to make that very clear. Like I totally I totally feel what you're saying. But there's one scene in Inside Out that does get me every fucking time I see it. And that's like Bing Bong's sacrifice or whatever, like mm. when they're getting out of the memory dump. Um, I really, not, so, he I, it's like, first of all, it's just symbolic. You know what I mean? Like, in, in order for mm. her to grow up and for her to be healthy, she has to put away imaginary friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm. as you grow up, you got to put away these things that were important to you as a child. And so, not only literally, but also figuratively, like, he can't continue on this journey. Mm-hmm. and that he sacri- he knowing that sacrifices himself so that she can be like a real bird like i think that's fucking great mm-hmm. and he's yeah. like you know G- go take her to the moon and like mm-hmm. that's so that's so good yeah. i think like um if i had a tie point left i would tie it with the first 10 minutes of mm-hmm. but i
0: don't if i had a runner up it would go to that bing bong scene but my best scene is sadness saves rightly inside out um you got a kind of a co scene here where you have yeah. uh, um, Riley tries to run away she decides to come back home and uh, yeah. she, she can she confesses to her parents that uh, the reason that she's she's so sad and that she's been going through all these emotions that that she misses Minnesota right. <sighs> Man, when she breaks down the way she delivers those lines, it has me every fucking time, I tell you what. And then the entire time you have um, Joy, who's been trying to shield, rightly, from sadness. And she finally comes to that realization that you need sadness. And that sadness, uh, sometimes you need something terrible to happen to grow stronger. And that that sadness can eventually lead you to happiness. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. a great moment. And inside out. Um, I love it. And it goes even deeper than that, which I'll get into
1: later, but um that's my my favorite scene for sure. I cry like a baby. <laughs> yeah. Alright, um, so now we're on defining moment. Um I'll just defining moment is something that sticks with us. It doesn't have to be anything specific. It could be very broad, it could be a poster for the movie, it could be you know a line, it could be the way something's said. Uh, Defining Moments just that, that thing that, you know, embodies this entire marathon for you when you, when you, when you do it. Um, and it, it got my best scene. It's that first 10 minutes up. That, like, that feeling that it brings out in me. Like, I, it, I break down hard every fucking, to like, weep, fucking weep when I'm watching (laughs) it. It's, it's when I think Pixar, you know, I see that, that up balloon and it just makes me think of that 10 Mm. minutes. Um, and, and Pixar's never better than, than that 10 minute chunk. That's why I'm going with that. Yeah.
3: All right, so for to binding moment with me, I went with a literal moment. Uh, it's a sadness allowing joy to collaborate with her in affecting a memory by dragging joy over to the control board and placing her hand on it and inside out. Uh, the scene leading up to that um as brad said was um joy surrenders the control board to sadness so sadness can affect riley's behavior and bring her back home to minnesota and then just in so you think it's the whole scene is going to be sadness just affecting everything but then um sadness flips the script and allows joy to collaborate and it's just I feel it's, it sums up the message, not only of the film, but defines the less of a true friendship, a surprising moment, uh, affecting moment for me. Um, it also, in a way, defines what a lot of these films in the marathon are about. They're about duos, they're about friendship, they're about um, working together to achieve a goal. And I just thought, just in the one single moment, that it summed up brilliantly. So,
2: yeah, like, when I think of Pixar films, like, yeah, I think of, you know, they're about family, and they're about friendships and relationships, and they're about going on this journey and learning to work together. And, like, I just think, like, what what film best embodies that? I think Coco does it best, better than all of them. Mm-hmm. True. But I think of these films, Finding Nemo is the one. I'm just going to say, like, the kind of the plot the Finding Nemo. True. I think that is of the ones that are here, like, really embodies what I think of when I think of Pixar. Mm-hmm. And, like, what Pixar really is about to me. Yeah,
0: yeah, this one here, um, it's exactly what you said, mm-hmm. Matt. It's mm-hmm. defining, uh, my defining moment is a new core memory in Inside right. Out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is where I start getting real emotional, <laughs> even just thinking yeah. about it. Um, it's because, um, You know, you have joy and sadness, and they work together, and they create a new core memory that combines their emotions together, sadness Mm -hmm. and joy, and uh, eventually that'll allow Riley to lead a more emotionally complex life. Mm -hmm. But where this gets me, man, is about the same time this movie came out, my uh, brother-in-law and my sister-in-law were killed in a car accident, leaving behind seven children. Mm -hmm. And sitting in the theater watching this, you know, I, I put them in this movie and their emotions and how wrecked their life has become. And seven kids just lost their mom and their dad. And these, these awesome memories, these happy memories mm-hmm. in life have now become sad. Mm-hmm. And they become sad, but they're still good memories. You right. know? And so th- there's that, that duality to this mm-hmm. memory. And, this, and I, I think that these, uh, these memories, they can't be forgotten because they're sad. And I think they're still important Um, and I think that's going to continue to help them to grow, you know, um, it's just, it just gets me right in the feels, you know, and this came out the same time as that. Um, but I think it's the, the, you know, memories and, and, and sadness and joy. It's so complex. And I think that they really painted a very clear picture of that in inside out. Mm -hmm. So that was my defining moment of this Pixar marathon. So, um, best director,
1: um, best director. Um, I'm going with Andrew Stanton for WALL-E. Um, A lot of things we talked about with not having any sort of vocals for, you know, a half hour into this movie, really, um, and still conveying this complex emotional story through the beginning of it. And, uh, you know, maybe the message is, you know, a little heavy handed, you know, by the end of it, but it's still a good and solid message. It's something that, like, if you were to say, like, man, imagine humanity 700 years from now, like... Yeah, that's that's you know that could be accurate us floating around like just blob gelatinous blobs, you know <laughs> that our bone density has changed yeah. because we just maybe we're just sit destined fucking to be chairs. fucked
0: because put seven hundred <laughs> years on top of the seven hundred
1: years, yeah, and yeah. then they're fucked again on yeah. Earth. <laughs> um, but th- but there are <laughs> other things. Each other. <laughs> there are other things that kind of go into it. Um, he recorded a lot every time uh, they were on Earth. Like uh, Ben Burt recorded everything in a junkyard. For like all the like the Earth scenes, um, just to get like more of a surrounding, and then like this really like nice high tech fucking lab for all the stuff up in space, Mm. um, just to give more of an atmosphere to it. And uh, they worked on this movie for a year and a half, and every lunch break, he and his crew would sit around and watch Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton movies, um, just to be able Mm. to push forward that idea of like how do we tell this story without words? Mm. How do we tell this story with just? you know, expression, and, and and not even, like, full expression, just very limited no. expression. Mm-hmm. Um, creating this, like, just big world, um, not, you know, as far as a, a cast goes, like, not one of their more star-studded casts. That's your true. two leads mm-hmm. are, uh, a guy who just does voices in video games and mm-hmm. stuff, mostly, and a girl that just worked at Pixar, mm-hmm. who does Eve. Mm-hmm. Like, th- she had no acting experience. Mm-hmm. They were just like, yeah, we kind of like your voice. Mm-hmm. You want to do this? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some just, jeff garland and fred willard like known comedians but not like right upper echelon sort of actors so uh doing all that and making a competent film uh definitely andrew stanton
3: very good i also went with andrew stanton by one with him and lee unkrich for finding nemo i didn't talk about the animation much in finding nemo it's but still great i mean you have the Underwater environments still colorful, realistic. The like Brad was saying, the water effects, how they did such a great job with that. The underwater lighting, which I mean was kind of kind of one of my road drops for technical achievements. So just very very impressive there. Then you have the voice cast that they got and the performances they got out of the cast, not just out of the leads, but the also the supporting actors. Um just the work that they did with the screenplay, which translates into the film. Just a balancing of character arcs and everything that went into that. Uh, so, that's why I go with um, Andrew Stan and Lee Unkrich for Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm.
2: Kyle took the words almost, like, literally out of my <laughs> mouth. Like, that's exact, Even down to the fact that I was going to say, like, you know, it's a bit heavy-handed at times. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, like, I think mm-hmm. that overall... Um, like just, I was gonna say it even before I found out all the the mm-hmm. stuff that that you, you guys have told me a lot of stuff about the the, the, the production that I didn't realize from my own research. Um, it's only made it more impressive mm-hmm. to me. So I would say Andrew Stanton for Wally for sure.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna echo all that. Andrew Stanton, Wally. Um, Andrew Stanton wanted a more 70 millimeter look. You know, mm-hmm. to Wally, so he actually uh, built a three dimensional replica of Wally, and then filmed it with a seventy millimeter camera, mm-hmm. and then tried to replicate that within the computer. Yeah, you know that's pretty badass, and I think that shows there's there's a there's a quality to yeah. Wally that's that's kind of timeless, yeah. and a seventy millimeter really encompasses that. Mm. Um so working with 70 millimeter, uh, miniatures animation a ballsy choice of music I love the soundtrack mm-hmm. um a dialogue free opening um having the balls and, and the bravery to to do something like that for what 20 some minutes mm-hmm. um, live action too didn't mention that they Yeah. Only yeah live that has, like live yeah. action uh-huh. the design of the world the scope of the world um sound design and then allowing it to be quirky but mm-hmm. then still hitting on sci-fi tropes um um, tapping into that uh the, the chaplain stuff you know um the voice actor there's so much um that i think andrew stanton as a lead on here really developed wally um to what it is today so i'm going best director um go to Andrew stanton. Wally. nice
1: worst picture worst picture uh for me it's finding nemo uh, mm. and just finding Whoa, Nemo is, overrated I think I, <laughs> no um I think I think it's I think it's Pixar's most overrated movie hmm. um I think it's just meh of a story i don't I don't feel anything for Marlin uh, as a main character i I don't get behind his plight um again when I hearken to the, the idea that just like he sets up his whole like finding story like uh and and that's just kind of it takes me out of it. I think, uh... It, 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 the thing you mentioned with, like, half the characters are Australian, the other half aren't. Like, that just... It, it's I something that, that, like... It, it mm-hmm. does... It, it's something, like, when you're thinking about it, you really notice it, and it's really kind of fucking bothersome. And that goes back into me, like... Like, you guys gave Albert Brooks best actor, and it just... That really, it doesn't work for me yeah. at mm-hmm. all. And uh that that takes me out of it I a want
0: lot. to share something, too. Um... I wonder how many people, and I'm not saying you, Matt, because I know you love Finding Nemo and you can justify why you like it, yep. but I think a lot of people um, just go with their um, nostalgia when it sure. comes to mm-hmm. Finding Nemo, like they they would a lot of films. But mm-hmm. it was so interesting. Um, Ryan Smith came over. We watched that. Was the only movie we watched was Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. Um, he's my best friend, so we you know I um, bounce a lot of things off of him, and he loved Finding Nemo, right? Mm-hmm. And we sit down and we watch it, and uh, afterwards, you know, he's like man, you know what? Like I liked, I thought I liked it a lot, huh. but it just it didn't hold the, the weight that it used to. It was just, mm-hmm. I felt afterwards that it was just okay. And I'm weird. like, yeah, and I was like, I didn't, you know, I didn't hate it. I didn't mm-hmm. hate Finding Nemo, but I yeah. thought it was completely overrated. I thought it was really interesting having, you know, someone who thought they really enjoyed mm-hmm. it, sit down and watch it. And we weren't even cutting up mm-hmm. on it. We were watching it as a, as a, as a marathon mm-hmm. movie. And uh, afterwards he was just like, yeah. And then I called him today. He was like, yeah, man, it's weird. I, I just thinking about how just it
1: was okay now <laughs> you know? right so it was, it was' kind of interesting yeah so. and, it, and it is another big plot is you know the sharks don't like their storyline just really kind of is just weird and confusing mm-hmm. to me and I'm just like it, it just it doesn't play off to me and in, in my sensibilities where they're like not wanting to eat i don't, I don't know yeah. That's like, just, I, just I, I I am really
0: interested in Nemo's plot where he's mm-hmm. in that Yeah, if you yeah. would have stayed there, I would have yeah. loved that movie. I but, the, like, the when the they love the dentist go back office Marlin, and, and then that little aquarium, mm-hmm. but as much I gave my best hero to Marlin. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, that he's his journey and him going to get mm-hmm. Nemo, but the journey itself mm-hmm. that that adventure I just don't give a shit mm-hmm. for. I, I love all the stuff in that aquarium, mm-hmm. which didn't make it that's the reason
3: probably it didn't get my worst picture. Mm-hmm. So uh, first, uh, touching on what you said, um, I, it didn't drop in quality a whole lot. But for me, Wally, it dropped a little bit. Like, if if you would have asked me when I first watched it and coming out of the theater from watching Wally, I would have said, yeah, it's, it's like definitely a pantheon film. It's like really awesome. But I think just this time around, because I was watching so many of the other films where they did such, I think, well, to me, anyways, with um, building better. Character work and, and emotions in the film. like I, I really still like the technical achievements in it, but I mean, some of that drop. But you might catch a lot of, I might get a lot of shit for this, but um, my worst picture is up. Um, I like the first 10 minutes. Overrated! <laughs> <laughs> um, He's going to say that for every pick. It doesn't matter what we no. pick. Uh, so yeah, the first 10 minutes are great. I mean, which, what do you I think you do? Only four. It kind of goes unspoken as well. Just. How quickly they're able to define those characters in that in that early like ten minutes, just uh, and how they're not really traditional characters either. They're like these dorky kids who want to adventure, and just how you could actually still care about them so quickly and, and all that. But uh, then I feel it kind of goes downhill. I couldn't I couldn't connect with Carl. Um, I understand how he's uh, grumpy all the time. His he lost his wife, and he's really grieving for, her, but. It just kind of it just grated on me a bit, and um, like I mentioned in my "What the Fuck," Russell was pretty annoying. Uh, <laughs> you have weird. a lot of weird stuff, not only the flying dogs, but just all yeah, these flying dogs. Fuck yeah, that. and all the all the dogs.
4: <laughs> not to mention
3: a lot of drowned dogs and uh, just a lot of fuck weird stuff. Fuck that bird too. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> all I like and chocolate. Right. My name's yeah. a girl. Yeah, it's just. You know, I mean, I'm, none of these films are bad. I want to make this clear, but just that's the one that connected with me the least. So yeah, that's why it gets worse. Correct spin. me, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I was trying to think this through and I got busy and I didn't get to complete my thought today.
0: But mostly in Pixar movies, the real world acts like the real world, right? Like Monsters yeah. Incorporated, there's nothing uh-huh. crazy Right. Um, from the human side. They all act like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying oh. to think, uh, Ratatouille. They all act, you know, like humans mm-hmm. uh, or every everyone does. The real world acts like the real world, but in Up, it's the Mm -hmm. only movie that's a little bit different where dogs can talk and they fly fucking cars... I mean, airplanes fly cars. That'd be really <laughs> fucked up. But fly, fly airplanes. I don't know. It just kind of took me out of this this marathon here, where everything else was kind of grounded in the real world. Mm-hmm. And even fighting Nemo. Yeah. You know, you don't have fucking dogs flying airplanes. You know what I'm saying? We they could, and you just don't see yeah. it. But yeah. yeah, I don't think so though. You know, I don't think so. No, like, no I understand. Like even in Toy Story, the hum- right. the dog doesn't talk. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know they have their collars or whatever. But, yeah. but I just think you know, do. should. They... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To- but that. But in the in the 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 humans. But the human. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are grounded. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck up. No, i just kidding. No, I'm just kidding.
2: It, is, it is unbelievable that this isn't a clean sweep for Ratatouille. I no, fucking no, no. hate that movie. No. I'm really. with you, buddy. I fucking hate this movie. Overrated! I, <laughs> overrated! Three <laughs> I, I, like, overrated movies! I, I, ha- again, I hadn't seen it. I sat down and I only knew that Your Friend the Rat is badass. And, like, it's just shit. I don't like anything about it. I don't, I don't, I really don't. Um, I think, like, so of the pre- I like a lot of the Pixar the premise like what if monsters were people uh-huh. you know what I mean what if what if like emotions are people what if fish are people this is just like what if French people were people you know what I mean like <laughs> <this> shit like <laughs> yeah. um I don't I just it, pff, nothing I don't fucking care I'll never watch it well I'll have to watch it again every
0: week because the one of the kids I watch yeah. likes to watch it and I'll hate every second of it yeah that's the thing I don't think uh, like with uh, Matt earlier I don't think there's any like. I don't hate any film here, you know. Like really, like, I don't. I, I don't actively
2: hate it. dislike it.
0: <laughs> but if there's if there's a movie, I'll go out of my way to talk shit about it. If there's a movie that's highly, if there's a movie more overrated than Finding Nemo, and Up, is Ratatouille. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit about this mm. rat pulling this guy's hair and making him cook food and shit. Yeah. I just don't care. I, I don't care if there was a if there was a movie that uh, was a struggle, you know. Um, and again, I didn't hate it because I I like the microverse. I like seeing rats crawling under buildings yeah. and like doing yeah. their thing. I like that shit. Mm-hmm. I love the beginning of Ratatouille. I want to know more about cooking rats. food over the cooking food over the chimney. Yeah, and things yeah. like that. That's mm-hmm. fun. But mm-hmm. when he goes to you know cooking food and he's a chef and shit, I just don't get it. He's hit by lightning and well,
1: shit. So with the dumbest ever. name in Pixar, Alfredo Linguini. Alfredo Linguini. What the fuck? Suck my dick. <laughs> yeah, suck my.
0: <laughs> suck my dick, Ratatouille. <laughs> overrated. <laughs> overrated. Hey! So three overrated movies. All right. <laughs> Alright, so uh, this takes us to wild card, if we have any new listeners. A wild card
1: is pretty much create your own category, whatever you want.
4: Yeah.
1: And, and for me, I like to, you know, we, we can just give a random point to a movie if we want to, but I like to find a category where they all share something in common. What does not just all these, but every Pixar movie have in common? John Ratzenberger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah. John Ratzenberger good, good, good does a voice in yes. every movie. So even before we started this one, usually I, you know, watch all the movies, then I try to find a category, mm-hmm. objectively find one. Mm-hmm. This one beforehand, I was like, I'm just doing John Ratzenberger. Mm-hmm. Whatever comes out, comes mm-hmm. out. Um, and I usually don't do ties, but I'm gonna do a tie for this one. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a tie for my own category, mm-hmm. <laughs> category I created. Yeah. Um so the best John Ratzenberger performances are from Finding Nemo as the School of Fish. Yeah. I think yeah, that's one that I think fine. that's one of his best uses. Like he's actually really funny at mm. I'm not sure his voice works with a school of fish, what? but like his like his delivery is really great yeah. and his lines are really funny and mm-hmm. it serves a good point to the, the, the plot. Yeah. Um and then I also liked him as John and because he actually his voice actually kind of fit with John. Right. Um mm-hmm. maybe not the, the most poignant character or anything, but like he was very crucial to the plot in mm-hmm. the long run of things. Things, uh, and getting like the human race, like remotivated to become the human race again, and not right. the human drive around on big seating segways. Right on.
3: Yeah. Okay. All right. So for my wild card, I went for the end credit scene of Wally. I just liked how it became so inventive until the very end. I mean, the song I actually liked, uh, Peter Gabriel's song mm-hmm. "Down to Earth," is playing for the credit scene, and you see the little animations of Eve and Wally and. Uh, you see how the earth is rebuilding like uh, once, they, yeah, once they <laughs> arrive but then at the like the very end just keeps on topping itself with it being inventive like you you think it ends with uh wally and eve holding hands but then you get to the pixar logo and luxor's light goes out wally replaces it and becomes the r in pixar mm-hmm. and then you get the by and large logo at the end so mm-hmm. i just thought that was like Really great yeah. and deserved a lot.
0: What was part. that, uh, the in those end scenes there? Was that like a, what, you think, uh, like a year after they got back? Uh,
3: maybe. I mean, it was definitely some time passed because you see like whole gardens that couldn't have been the next day. Yeah. So I was going to yeah. say,
0: you know why the lights went out? Because Snake Plissken shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're at, man. Mm-hmm. I like Wally a lot though, yeah. but I'm just, yeah. mm-hmm. I have to get back. I, mm-hmm. I can't think about like a thousand years mm-hmm. in the future after they get back. <laughs> I just get depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted
2: to give, I wanted to tie my best lead actor with Billy Crystal and John Goodman because mm. I think they're just so iconic mm. together. Their chemistry is so good. So I'm am just gonna give my wild card to John Goodman in Monsters Inc. because I think he's I think he does yeah. such a great mm. job. Um, mm. I don't. He's one of those. He's one of those people. Like I, I actually think you could re- you could replace Billy. Cr- you could Mike could be voiced by somebody else. I don't think it would work as well. But like, mm. I think like Sully's one of those characters that like I can't imagine anybody else playing it. it's like it's like the perfect you know what i mean they they went back and like redesigned the character j- be it like it being inspired by john goodman mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like i think i just want to give a point to john goodman i think he's ridiculously good in Monsters sync their yeah. chemistry is awesome mm-hmm.
0: um i will go into this more later um why but uh i think inside out is a very special movie and i'm gonna, awesome. gonna give it a boost point okay so um i'll just move on from there but it's getting a boost point for best picture
1: okay so. awesome all best right. picture. Some best picture. <laughs> Here we go. No,
0: no overrated pieces of shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, when it it comes down to it, I I love the technical aspects and the music and everything that goes along with Wally. Um, Wally is, you know, maybe the first or second best Pixar movie to me. Um, right there, Toy Story 3. I don't know where Coco sits if I rewatch that, but uh, it's right up there. Um, everything that I've said tonight, just being able to tell this full-fledged story without really much dialogue at all. Mm. Um, again, heavy-handed, but, like, not so heavy-handed that you're, like, rolling your eyes the entire fucking time. Um, I guess it depends on
0: how you like sci fi. For me, sure, sure. I love my sci fi yeah. heavy handed. Mm-hmm, like, some of the best stuff is like *Soylent Green to me or Planet of the Apes yeah. or, you know. Sure, or, yeah,
2: I mean, that's what I was, when I was thinking about this, it was like, you know,
0: yeah, it's heavy handed, but like, so's They Live. Yeah, you know exa- I mean? mm-hmm. so's They the Live. You know, I'm a huge They Live fan. Yeah. yeah I love my sci fi over the head. It's like, you know, right. that's just how I
1: like it. Um, but, and it's, it, it's such a great duo with, with Wally and Eve and, uh, even the cockroach <laughs> is like such as full-fledged like beautiful character that doesn't right. talk yeah. or fucking do anything right. really. Um, I just feel I feel warmth and sadness while watching Wally, and I get sadness from a lot of these or warmth from a lot of these, but I don't I don't get it as strong as in both regards in, the, in any of the other movies. So Wally takes best picture.
0: I want to comment on that too. Like I love watching movies like um, you know holiday movies. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know I'm going to probably get some shit for this, but I'm not a big Plane, Trains, and Automobiles fan, so I don't have any really great Thanksgiving movies Mm -hmm. for myself, so um, I just started thinking about this year. You guys know I'm a huge Dawn of the Dead fan, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, I was like, "That's a perfect Black Friday movie." You know? oh, so yeah, now I yeah, have true. a date to yeah. watch Dawn of the Dead. Okay. I was thinking, like, you know, um, watching Wally. You know, it's you know,
1: it's a uh, on Earth Day, on Earth Day, yeah, <laughs> <Set>. <laughs> on yeah. Earth Day. But I think
0: it's a great Black Friday movie too, like a uh, consumerism. Oh, oh yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So uh, I have another one I can watch on Black
3: Friday. You know, Wally and Dawn of the Dead, double feature, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Because, I, I mean, uh, with WALL-E, I mean, the by and large basically takes over the entire Earth with not only, right, yeah. yeah, not only just uh, with the stores, but you have um, sponsoring spaceships and they basically well, that's what human humanity has become, a uh, consumer's culture. But uh, yeah, yeah. I went with Finding Nemo as my best picture. It still holds up so many viewings later. Um, I, I hoped it would and it did. Um, it's just... I just really like a lot. It. Like it's like I mentioned with the screenplay, I don't think it hits any wrong beats. There's great characters, humor, action, drama, the whole nine yards. And um, it's in my top ten of all time. And I think it's probably going to stay there just because I think it's one of Pixar's finest achievements. It started from the Toy Story films, and uh, I really like a lot. So that's why it's my best picture.
2: When I came in tonight, the award that I had for best picture was for Up!, because I, you know, I've seen all these, well, I've seen most of these many, many times. And Up is, it continues to be fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy watching it probably more than I enjoy most of these. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as we've been sitting here tonight, I feel like you're right. I think, like, the it doesn't ever get any better than that first ten minutes. I mean, if you think mm-hmm. of it like that, the whole movie is downhill. No, 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 you no. know what I mean? It, in terms of quality. And definitely the second half is not as good as the second, as the first mm-hmm. half. Um,
0: Fuck that bird.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what?
0: The birds, Kevin's
2: okay. I like Kevin. Kevin's okay. <laughs> I like Kevin. Um, I like Doug, we're good. So I, I'm gonna go with Wally. I, I I really think that like I I have only seen it the one time, and I, and it's not it's not like I hadn't seen it. Like I was yeah. aware of what Wally was all yeah. about, and you know, mm-hmm. um, but I had never seen them get to the spaceship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- I think Wally probably has the most to say, even if it's heavy-handed at times. Without you know saying what I mean? things, that, yeah, yeah. yeah, great. Without saying things, I think Pixar it's pretty d- definitive i think
3: of pixar really like i think i think you think of toy story but wally's right up there yeah. i mean know? i know they're just looking through a wikipedia page how many critics liked it and put it on their 10 best list yeah no, just, no. yeah that is good points there so yeah
0: yeah my uh, best picture is inside out mm-hmm. um i said if you look back at our review i think it was in 2015 yeah. Um, Ryan and I came out of the theater and, uh, we did a video review on it. You can find, I was like, man, if there's a movie that Criterion will publish in 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's inside out from Pixar. Mm-hmm. I think it's the most uh, important movie on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this movie just isn't about a, a girl who is, uh, missing her friends in Minnesota. Um, you can put your emotions on there too. Yeah. Was it your the, the first time you found out that one of your grandparents died, mm-hmm. you know, um, growing up with that. Um, or in this case, you know, um, brother-in-law and sister-in-law passing away and how you deal with those emotions. And I think it opens up that you can talk about sadness. You can talk about your different emotions. You, I had a conversation with my kids about how um, those those good memories will become sad and how we have to embrace those sad memories and once you start embracing those that they will become happy again at some point you gotta work mm-hmm. through them as a family mm-hmm. um, not only that but how complex this world is um, with uh, the imagination that went into Riley's mind and mm-hmm. um, yeah. getting you in the fills man with the, uh, the imaginary mm-hmm. characters and uh, the, the voice acting um, I, I think if there's only one thing that takes it away from me a little bit is maybe the character design
3: Mm-hmm. Isn't as good as I would yeah. like
0: it to be, yeah. you know. Um, but for the most part, the music gets me in the feels every time. Um, I just think Inside Out is a, such an important movie that I think you need to sit down with your family and with your kids. And I, I think it might See, be I more agree with that. I think I it mean, might I, be even more yeah. important to watch, you know, or as a parent, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, I think it's such an important film, just in general. I
2: think it's really so the way that like we work we work with yeah. kids that are autistic and and I know that in the past like I've used inside out as like a teaching tool as you know just teaching kids about their emotions. Yeah, I mean yeah, so yeah. you can be like hey hey who's you know who's at your control panel right now? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. so helping them to identify what they're what they're feeling and why they're feeling it and I think that's really cool. It's just it's just it's so interesting because this movie that movie does nothing for me. It really yeah. does. I I don't in fact one of the things I was going to bring up was that like you know for a movie that's all about emotions like I feel like it's one of the least emotionally resonant films really. to me, but I get where you're coming from I and mean, everybody's different. You know what I mean? But like, it's just, it's just interesting. You know I think I mean? it's really cool. I, I think too it's with important the, for sure. Yeah, like, I think it's really
0: cool too with the personality islands, you know, how, how, yeah, um, you can sit down with, with the kid, and be like, "Hey, you know, what's your personality islands? Right. You yeah. know, what makes you as an individual?" Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's are hitting on on all cylinders, even the comedy. Yeah. Uh, the comedy, like, I love uh, some of the the small beats, like you know, um, you know, forget about it, Jake's Cloud Town or whatever mm-hmm. he said. Like, I love that, you know, that's funny. Right. And then uh, what is it, the Brazilian? um the pilot or whatever whatever. um but yeah i uh i seriously guys i watch inside out and i'm just like a ball of mush because to me again it's not just about minnesota sure Mm -hmm. it's about your life experience and what did you go through right at at that age you know I, i remember the first time that i really experienced sadness was i was at my it's almost like very reminiscent where i was um i was at my best friend's house and we just got done you know like just messing fucking fucking, (laughs) we just had done messing around all night you know his name was John Duncan and we were we stayed up all night we were playing games and then I got a phone call and they hand the phone they just put put the phone in my Mm -hmm. face and like it's your mom like what's mom calling at like noon you know and she's like hey you know you gotta get your stuff we're gonna come pick you up you know your grandfather passed away Mm -hmm. and I was just like oh man how do I, how, what, how, what am I supposed to feel right, right now? I was angry. I was sad. Mm. I but I wanted to still have fun with my friend. And mm. I, I couldn't, ex- I just couldn't process it. Mm. And I remember just driving to pick up my grandmother and my, my parents didn't talk to me about it. Didn't talk about my emotions. They were in a wreck and I was just in this back seat, just like with all of these emotions. Like, well, how mm. am I supposed to deal with this? Mm. Just, just driving there in, in pure silence. Mm. You know, and I just wish that other people had, you know, people to, you know, like a movie like this to talk with. Sure. You know, and embrace that status because as with Riley, when they embraced it, and they're like, we feel that way too. You know, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. miss you know certain things in Minnesota. Right. Yeah. And then you see that she experiences all kinds of emotions, new emotions, and that they grow as a family. Right. Man. You know, I just I I love Inside Out. I think it's it's a, such a great movie. Yeah. Here. I just
3: want to echo that point as well. Something I wanted to touch on that, that you mentioned about the importance of empathy. That, I mean, the, the sadness and Big Bong scene is one of my favorite scenes of, because of that reason. And then it it gets echoed when. Uh, her, Riley's parents finally connect to her by empathizing with her, so I just thought that it was a beautiful message and how it resonated throughout the movie. Yeah, and really last thing awesome. I'm gonna
0: say is that creativity again yes, and yes. breaking down mm-hmm. the mind like that yeah. is so creative. I don't think mm-hmm. they missed a beat on that. No, a, no, a yeah. beat. I mean, yeah. Yeah. so creative. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that uh, that uh, ends um, our categories. Um, so we will count the golden idols, and we will be right back after this message from Nathan. Hey. All right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. All right, we are back. And before we count the Golden Idols, um, actually, I think you've counted them, right? I you have. have the answer. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the winner is. But before we talk about the Golden Idol winner, let's talk about the poll results.
1: All right, so, so yeah, we threw up on Facebook uh, all these movies just yesterday. So we had, you know, about 35 hours worth of people getting to vote on this. In um, last place, we had Ratatouille got two votes. Inside Out uh, got three. Up had four. Finding Nemo also had four. They tied. Uh, Wally had eight. And Monsters, Inc. won with 13. I was oh, wow. so
3: surprised yeah. about that. I mean, I kind of get it because it's a very entertaining film, so I can get why they say it's favorite film, but I just wouldn't put it as best film. So. It's yeah. weird. Like, I don't know...
0: I don't hate Monsters Incorporated. Mm-hmm. I think it's overrated as well, mm-hmm. but I don't. That's <laughs> yes, four movies, Brad. Inc. are <laughs> overrated. Again, I don't hate any of these movies. I just think they're mm-hmm. overrated. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised to see that Monsters Inc was the top. Yeah, I was really fun. surprised about. Do you think that. any of these movies are underrated, Brad? <laughs> uh, one. No, I have one of them. <laughs> all all right, right. So poll results. Did anybody comment at all?
1: Yeah, we had a few comments. I just turned my phone. Were off you were you surprised
2: about that at
0: all? No, I
2: think Monsters. Ratatouille. No, at at no, Ratatouille at the bottom. I agree with. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I mean, I think that I really like your take on on uh, Inside Out, and I and I think you're right. I don't think you're wrong. But I would I would put it next to the last really? as well. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. doesn't do anything for mm-hmm. me. Um, and then. What is it up and
1: up and finding Nemo? Up and
2: finding Nemo, probably right about the same. Right w- w- Wally, now that I, you know, yeah, yeah, I think it's probably what is it about finding bug?
0: Nemo, man, that a lot of people really embrace. I I don't get that
3: one, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I even I gave mean, it some I, awards. I, one I of just, Matt's favorites. Yeah, so. I guess I just really connected the, Your the characters a lot. So. Yeah, mm. I really I liked the characters and the script, and I just I just uh, felt that it was a very strong effort, and um, I just. Like I said, a strong connection with me. I can't really explain it. It's just I like, sure. just love it. What do
1: you think about this, Kyle?
3: Um, you know, uh, there are
1: our, po- our our results and this poll are you know there's definitely some differences. So I I didn't I didn't expect it to go this way, especially so one sided. I actually thought this would be a poll where it was almost even all really? the way through. Really, mm-hmm. okay. I I really thought so. Even even you know me looking at some of these films, I me mean, like I I don't see it, but like. I can understand why other people would. So I, I expected this one to be, you know, pretty fucking neck and neck.
0: And, you know, I do want to note that uh, Toy Story is in Pantheon now, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I love Toy Story. And uh, I do think it's... I still think it's the best out of all these. But I don't think... Uh, we removed Toy Story because we, we were afraid that it would uh, just kind of bury everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. I don't think it would have. I think Toy Story would have... Uh, I think it would have won, probably. But I think it yeah. would have... uh Some other movies would have battled it. Hmm. Yeah, no, I I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. All right, the anticipation. All right, well, we got a few comments. I almost don't want
1: you to tell me. (laughs) We got got a few comments. Uh, Dusty Combs, Nikki Perkins, and Benjamin Sager all wrote the word tough. (laughs) Tough choice. Like, this one's really tough. Um, Your wife, April, said the social commentary in WALL-E is just too profound. And Scott Jowdry, I hope I said that right, says, Finding Nemo was just a perfect movie. Drama, intrigue, mystery, mental illness, easy choice. Mm -hmm. So he was the only one who did not find it tough at all. He was like, ah, fuck it. Easy choice. Everything else can fuck off. Now, do you guys
0: ever see, like, uh, since April's not in Pantheon anymore, Rachel is, do you guys ever look at... uh, April's vote or Rachel's vote, and be like, okay, I know where Nathan and Brad's going now. Do you guys ever think that? No, you and and your wife are different, and Rachel
1: and Nathan are the same. But (laughs) (laughs) Nathan does whatever Rachel tells him to do. After after
0: April put up Wally, I was very. I was wondering if you guys were like, oh, that's that's Brad's favorite. No. No. Oh no, I I mean, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm just curious. Hmm. All oh, right, um, anticipation,
1: man. Okay. It's killing me. All right, so in last place with two votes, went to Ratatouille, which is, that matches up with our Facebook hey. oh, hey. call, hey, hey. Overrated. Overrated. <laughs> um, in fifth place with eight votes, went to Up. Okay. Overrated. Okay. Fourth place uh, with nine, went to Monsters, Inc. Okay. Third place with 15, went to Finding Nemo. Okay. Ooh. okay. Second place with 16, was Inside Out and Wally wins with eighteen. Okay. Mm. That's what I was Eight afraid of. of. 18, I told Ryan tonight, yeah.
0: if I had to guess, Wally would win. Really? Mm. Yeah.
1: Yep. I. It was. It, it's my favorite, but I did not expect it to come out on top. I mm. honestly thought Finding Nemo would come out. I thought Monsters Inc was going to come out on top. I knew I'm you'd like, be
0: a big player for Wally just because
1: mm. I knew you liked WALL-E. I, I am, and it's and it really. Uh, up had four for me, Inside Out had three, Wally had seven. So, I mean, it had an advantage, but, like,
3: it wasn't a, a blowout. Yeah. I mean, Wally was heading into this marathon. is probably, like, a second favorite of the films. And, like, uh, Inside Out's really grown in appreciation since I yeah. watched it a second time. So, I mean, it's still out there. It's definitely one of my top three favorites. So, yeah, it was, yeah uh, again, I was, again, talking,
0: talking to Ryan, he was like, he wanted Inside Out to win so bad, too. But he, he, he was realistic. You know, he mm-hmm. didn't think it would win. Mm-hmm. Um, second. It's really close. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. I'm I'm happy with that. I'm glad that it, it got some love. Mm-hmm. Um, if One yeah,
1: Wally yeah. vote had gone to Inside Out. We'd have a tie at the top. Oh, guys, this ride. is rough. Okay, so
0: I'm gonna start this one off tonight, um, and then we'll go Marathon Men, and then guest um, Matthew. Um, who said it earlier? Where they loved Wally when they walked out of the theater. I did. Was it you? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. I feel the same way. I still love Wally. Mm-hmm. I think Wally's great. It's mm-hmm. my it's my second favorite mm-hmm. out of this marathon here. Um, I didn't like it as much as I did the first time coming mm-hmm. out.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I would I would give it a kick up, but I don't know how I'll vote. Kind of like what how you did uh, with Toy, did Toy Story. Story. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's uh I think it looks great. Got my best director. You know, awesome character. Wally's awesome. Mm-hmm. Special effects. Um, uh, the story story's cool, breaking down sci fi tropes. Um, consumerism is going to be a Black Friday movie for me now. Mm. Um, I think Wally offers a lot. It's cool, you know. I think I think Wally's a cool little, little movie. So it's my second favorite. I will give it a kick up. I don't know how I will vote. It'll probably go a yes, but I would give it a kick up for Pantheon. So who wants to go next?
1: Um, I I'll just make it an easy yes. It, I think it needs to get kicked <sighs> up. I, like I said, it's in my my top three. Um, and, you know, I, I gave a no to, to Toy Story. I think I'm the only no <laughs> that went in, in Council, but only because I wanted to see that trilogy go up. Here, Wally is its own perfect little standalone thing that doesn't need other things to feed into it, um, and nothing else takes away from it that came before it or has come after it. I think it's 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 a movie that fits within Pixar's shelf, but you can pull it out of Pixar's shelf, and it still holds up to be its own thing. It does it.
0: have a timeless feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know if you guys ever feel like this with when you're watching marathons or verses. Uh, more so with marathons because we have six mm-hmm. that we have to watch five to six. And uh, I felt kind of rushed on this because we did do it around Thanksgiving and then we were, I, w- I was doing the studio remodel yeah. right afterwards. So uh, this week here I had to just watch three of them as quick as I could. And so I couldn't wait to see what movie was going to win tonight so I could re-watch it and just focus all on that movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually glad it's Wally. I I can't wait to... It was... uh I watched that a couple nights ago but I had to to watch it quick it was a time that i didn't want to watch it and i was just kind of pressured so I'm, I'm looking forward to watching well maybe possibly watching wally again depending on what everybody says at this table so um yeah what you thinking i don't think
2: it's pantheon really i i mean like i i, I part of me wants to be like like you like I, I, let's kick it up and mm-hmm. just see how it goes you know my my appreciation my well i went in i went in tonight thinking like okay Coco is my favorite Pixar film, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't even think that's Pantheon. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I I probably wouldn't say that's Pantheon. Mm.
0: More so than um, Toy Story, is that your favorite over Toy Story? Uh, it's my
2: favorite over Toy Story, really? but I think Toy Story is Pantheon. It, you know what I mean? I, I think there's something about Toy Story that's just that's just different and and more important. Not more important, but it's just classic. You know what I mean? That it has it has that sort of something that's, um, yeah. Maybe I don't enjoy it as much, but that's fine. You know what I mean? There are movies that I like more than some of our Pantheon yeah, films yeah, yeah. that there's no way they're fucking Pantheon. Yeah, yeah I gotcha. Um, but like, you know, I've definitely grown an appreciation for Wally. Um, since I stepped in here and just learned, I gave it best, I swapped my best picture over to it. But I still don't, I still don't really think it's Pantheon to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that I could really get there. I think that like, I, I do, I do agree with like the well, the character designs, the the sound stuff that you told me sounds is 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just lack. It is heavy handed at times. You know what I mean. Which you know whether or not you think whether or not you're cool with that is is up to you. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like I you know I like heavy handed sometimes and um, yeah. I just don't know that I can get there. Okay. Is there and, anything
0: that you would have given Pantheon tonight? N- no. Okay. Hmm. No. Like I,
2: like I said. Uh, I think Coco is my favorite, and I don't even think I would. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it would get there. Okay. You know what I mean? It's not that I don't appreciate it. It's like I don't think it's
0: really okay. Bad, so know? we'll get Matthew's thoughts. Um, but that does block um, how we do this is with a with a pantheon kickup uh, from marathons or verses. Um, it gets kicked up to the council, and then the council decides if it goes in with a two thirds majority vote. We have nine council members, six out of nine. Um, but the reason we can kind of do a free kickup here is because all of us are so in agreement. Mm-hmm. That that lived these movies, you know. For the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. uh, we all agree that should get a, go, you know, get kicked up. We, right.
1: we have a perfect record here on Marathon Man. Yeah, like everything yeah. we've kicked up has gone through. That's yeah, pretty easily too. Nothing. Yeah. I, I think one thing was close. I think thing was close or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. So Nathan blocked it
3: tonight. It will not get kicked up to mm-hmm. council. Matthew. Well, I'm pretty much uh, the same opinion as you, Brad. That I would have kicked it up to the council to see how it did. Um... I think it's it, like I said, it's one of my top three of this marathon, um, and I just feel that the early part of the movie and the end part of the movie probably is better than the the middle part. Um, I mean, technically on an audio on an audio visual level, yes, it's Pantheon. I just think the the story uh, falters a little bit. Um, like I said earlier, it was kind of lacking to me in the um, character relationship department. Um, but yeah it's it's still it's still a very good movie. Yeah, I was really surprised at how movie. much yeah. it held up yeah.
2: though. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things you were saying before was like we, we have a perfect record as far as what we kick up. The only thing that was close was Thing and that was one that I was on the fence about and it was yeah. like ah, I don't really know how. In fact I said no what did no actually for, yeah, went yeah. for it. Yeah. And so if, if like I feel bad saying no but but you were like I don't know how I'm going to vote, but I'll kick it up. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, you were too. like, you were like, you know, uh, no, you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you were like, I don't know how I'd vote, yeah. but I'd maybe kick it up. Yeah, and like, yeah. I don't think that's what we want to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, if, yeah. If, that, if none of us are like mm. in agreement that yeah, that's yeah, what it yeah. should be, then yeah. I've said that before should.
0: about something too. I forget what it was. Well, but, I, know uh, I know we said about You it were saying that about something. Yeah, I'm sure I did. I forget what it was. Be like, ah, and I was like, ah, is that what we really want to say? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with you, yeah. Um... Yeah, I really do like Wally, and I think there's sometimes mm. we kind of get that confused of like, ah, I really like that movie, and then Pantheon. But is, so, it, yeah, is exactly it Pantheon? Yeah. And mm. I'm not for sure if I yeah. would say that or not. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, that yeah. that has to say something, right? Sure. Exactly. Mm. So just out of uh, just for fun here, is there anything that uh, any of us have said at the table where you're like, "Oh fuck you, you blocked it."
2: Uh... Yeah, yeah. Ap-
0: apocalypse now I think
2: is being I have two for Kyle. I have two for right Kyle. It's,
0: it's, it's apocalypse now and Akira. And Akira. And Akira. Yeah, yeah. Karen just I'm, does not do it for do You have I'm any? still shitty about it. Yeah, Akira. Akira? Apocalypse oh. on Akira? are oh, those are dudes oh, that
2: stick <laughs> out, yeah. Uh, yeah out of
1: here! I think Lion King's the only one that I was like, man, yeah. that really should win. I forgot, mm. how did that
0: not get kicked
1: up? Uh,
2: I'm sure it was Spencer me. Spencer and like, you, I think. Yeah. Both well, said was it no. really? You said no? No, maybe I Spencer did say yes. That. You definitely said say, no. Me, I didn't say yes to fucking Lion King. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, no, Does it fucking bother you that, like, scars? James Earl Jones and fucking, like, they're not <laughs> brothers. Does that <laughs> fucking bother you?
0: You know what like, bothers me is Matata. Yeah, it's like your yeah. your your dad's dead. You're 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 banished from your fucking home. No worries, dude. Yeah, it's fucking Zing. You see some bugs and shit. That's like the next Matana. song too. It's like the next scene. It's like yeah. kind of weird. Um,
2: <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not Pantheon.
0: Yeah.
3: Is, there any, <laughs> is there any that
0: you've heard us block and you're just like, what the fuck happened there? Um, well, I was just gonna <laughs>
3: say my brother was really mad that Lion King didn't get yeah. to the Pantheon, but uh not really i mean akira i probably would agree that it it, i think it would stand a pretty good chance it went up to the council because um it's grown in depreciation for me as well. I so. think it might be one of those ones that I'm glad it hasn't yet. Yeah.
0: You know, because I, uh, yeah, I, I think all of us have matured. I'm uh-huh. not saying that Kyle will say, yeah. I'm waiting it's for you. still Look, a big I'm fucking no for w- me. I've watched <laughs> it four
1: goddamn times in the last, like, six you're months. Just, you're
0: just not there <laughs> yet. You're just <laughs> not there yet. <laughs>
1: that we're movie's not fucking there yet. We're
0: waiting for you to <laughs> mature a little bit. So <laughs> maybe in another two years, Kyle will reach our maturity level, and he'll
1: vote yes. Yeah, maybe I'll have brain damage on a car accident. I don't know. Maybe he'll... uh He'll grow
0: some love for that. But, um, all right guys, is there anything else you guys want to add to this conversation before we close it down tonight?
1: Uh, just uh, in general, this year has been a really solid marathon year, uh, year of animation, a lot of good verses and stuff in there too. Uh, Man, what all got kicked up? So de- Die Hard got kicked die up. up. Like, yeah. Liberty Valance got kicked Liberty up. Balance. I gotta order that, that shirt, just... by the way. Ho ho ho! Now I have a machine gun for Christmas. Yeah, I gotta go. have that on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So th- those are the thing, two things we kicked up versus kicked up a couple things. I think only like one thing they kicked up got in. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a rough time. <laughs> we didn't kick
0: up that much though. I mean, there was some Watchmen early episodes. Watchmen 2001. Watchmen
2: mm-hmm. in
0: 2001. Yeah. Yeah. 2001 had a hard time getting
2: in mm-hmm. there. It made it. Watchmen. Should've, but did <laughs> should not.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we have a we yeah we do have a very exciting 2018 with those Euro Classics. So like yeah, I that's, have, that's exciting. You should see my book, guys. I mean, ever since before I started AV, I always had these like you know things that I wanted to introduce to people, like a Powell and Pressburger Marathon. You know, um, Roman Polanski i got I got all these things in my head but you only have so many I have you know yeah. enough marathons seriously for fucking right. goddamn years so it's gonna mm-hmm. be really cool I'm just i'm I'm kind of trying to gauge this year though because I like doing a marathon or reverses with things that are coming out so mm-hmm. that it is relevant you know people like to listen to stuff like that when it's That's relevant what makes sense Code Yeah, get. it makes sense yeah so I'm, I'm trying mm-hmm. to see you know I don't want to force anything like you know it will happen like Tarantino. I've been wanting to really talk about some Tarantino stuff. Mm. He's got a new movie coming out. Probably not till 2019. We'll get there. You know, let's not, let's not rush it. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about Scorsese last year, you know, even more so in depth and, He's got but, a movie coming he, out this yeah. year. So Getting we'll, in
1: and talking is the easy part. Like sitting down and watching all these and yeah. like figuring it all out—that's that's, that's yeah. difficult. That so, I mean, so so is. We'll sometimes it's, it yeah. almost is a chore. Yeah. When you go sometimes it is. To This was movie. not a chore. These no. are easily digestible. Films. So, so digestible.
2: again, with this yeah. one, you
0: know, we did the Pixar marathon with the release of Coco. So you know, if you're looking for a marathon, you know, it'll get there. We're just uh, kind of looking for the relevant time to to push it mm. out there. So um yeah again if anybody wants to donate to operation weatherproof and you're listening you know go to the link on the web page hit that again big thanks to richard uh for helping us with phase one all people who donated um guys where can Videoland find
1: you you can find me on facebook at kyle brown you can find me elsewhere movie script life i don't tweet much i don't instagram shit
3: but you know you can find me if you want Okay, so I just also want to say that I enjoyed uh, guesting on a couple of marathons this year. They're a lot of fun. Um, I
0: love your okays, too, because it's it's like... alright fuck you here's, here's no,
3: yeah.
0: because <laughs> yeah.
2: Kyle ends so definitively he's like yeah and there's really there's no other option and Matt's like, <laughs> like okay so oh
3: my god <laughs> like <"Son>, fuck you <laughs> No, you because it's a good pick so I'm not I'm not gonna write on you um, so you can find me on Facebook at the A B group you can find me on Twitter at Matt 77 you can find me on Goodreads and where you traveling after this Kyle's mom's house. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> gonna, no, no. But I am going to North Carolina to visit my dad in January, so that'll be a nice yeah, vacation. Yeah, so that'll cool. be a nice vacation. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> Go ahead, Nathan. Um, yeah, dude. So like, uh, Facebook, AV. <laughs> uh,
2: I got the Twitch thing. Uh, Thanos looks like a big purple dick dot com. <laughs> he looks yeah. pretty pretty crazy.
0: People keep on posting that one where he's like the uh, was he like the, the guy who buys your shit. Who is that guy? <laughs> like, oh yeah. The fucking auction guy. From like Pawn Stars <laughs> <He> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the Pawn Star He looks like fucking he looks
2: like fucking Stone
0: Cold. Oh. <laughs> oh but we're DC fans. No DC. I mean we're Marvel fans. <laughs> who was it? Bobby Chastain got on the Facebook page he goes hey, is there anybody else that also thinks that this is <laughs> yeah. kind of stupid I'm like Dude, marvel all the way, dude. <laughs> <I love it>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right guys, uh, you can find us on adventuresandvideoland.com. We're on Tumblr, we're on Twitter, uh, we're all over the place, we're on Facebook. That's where the conversation begins and ends. Um, you've been listening to Criticism in its Finest Hour. So until next time, my good people. Peace out. Adventures are out there. Traveling. Traveling <laughs> Matt.
4: <laughs> 77. Mm-hmm. <laughs>